episode 119 of Squared Circle Gazette Radio. I am Remo Rock alongside Carl Jones. I feel suitably prepared for this, I think. Kieran O'Rourke! Let's fucking rock and roll. And back with us once again, Matt Holt! I'm not sure there's such thing as suitably prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for the third of our reviews here, reviewing a piece of Vince Russo produced professional wrestling, talking Bash at the Beach 2000 on July 9th, uh, 2000 Daytona Beach, Florida this week. Uh, that, like we say, the third of our reviews. If you haven't heard our previous efforts talking about the uh, April 10th, 2000 Nitro and WCW Spring Stampede 2000, you can, of course, go back to the archives at squaredcirclegazette.com where we archive every show we've ever done uh, but we've been uh, looking forward to this one for a couple of weeks and actually this has been in the works for a long long time because Matt Holt it's great to have you back on the show this is the first time this year we have you and of course for those of you who are listening and uh, maybe wondering why we picked this one out of kind of obscurity to do a review on out of nowhere it's because our uh, colleague here Matt Holt was in fact live at Bash at the Beach 2000 and uh, before we kind of get into our experiences and of course watching this show and going through it with a fine tooth comb Matt please tell us about uh, your experiences in terms of getting to the show okay cool so um i i was back into pro wrestling at the time so i, I my sort of timelines go from about 91 to 95 then four or five, five years out get back in in like sort of late 99 um and then 2000 i was going on holiday um with my parents and one of my best mates we were going to florida i was around at another friend's house who was watching nitro that would have been on um it was being shown on bravo over oh, here at the yeah. time and there was an advert for the upcoming pay-per-view and it's oh you know daytona and i was like oh man daytona's not that far from orlando so off i tried back home and i was like i want to go to daytona on this day my mom and dad were like well that's about an hour and a half drive we'll go to the beach i was like no, i don't want to go to the beach i want to go and watch bash at the beach and uh <laughs> We, we we went and uh, yeah so we we travelled down on the day we there, went there and back in a day and um, we got there sort of early early afternoon late morning sort of time uh, and we just picked up tickets on the day we were about <laughs> yeah off the floor I, I know I wish I wish we hadn't paid for them because I think we paid probably about. $25-30 for them is my recollection yeah. but I haven't got them anymore so I can't check but um, yeah we just walked up literally to the box office and just bought some tickets there and then on the day no touts or anything like that just straight up and um, <laughs> and, and bought these tickets and we were about fourth row um, essentially to describe it when, once we get into the show uh, we're sort of under the hard camera so the hard camera is looking opposite at what I think is a rate tier and we were on a flat sort of like plane uh, and we were about fourth row we had, you know, we had good seats and a decent view so uh, I won't get into spoilers in case anyone hasn't watch the show and wants to hear it unfold in all its fucking ugly glory uh, so I'll sort of point out at points as we go when you know when anything happened near us or anything like that but oh my god this brought back you know some friggin evil memories of this show you were one of 6,572 people that attended this show this did not is. sell out the building of oh. course at the Ocean Centre but uh, yeah, so Carl, Kieran, I, I, your, your experiences in what is this the first time you watched it? Or have you seen bits and pieces before or watched it before? I have seen this show probably three times now. <laughs> um, at the time, or uh, no, not 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 at the time. Um, I will say it doesn't get any less harrowing. Mm. But I just got a, a quick question for for Holt here. Um, bearing in mind you convinced the three three hour round trip. Yeah, I didn't convince them to come and watch the show though. Ah, <laughs> okay. Did they not go with you? No, no, they went and uh, mooched around Daytona Beach for a few hours. So. I, was, I was going to say because if they'd been to the show with you, I just uh, wondered if you were still in the will or not. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think I'd have been excommunicated <laughs> based on that. They were at the Swingers Beach, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were at Daytona's Golf Club. <laughs> <laughs> you had to get it in there somewhere, didn't you? Kieran, first time watching the show, or uh, or have you seen this before? Uh, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, Your memory's just not that good? No, I, I, I may have watched it and erased it. Um, to be honest, I'm struggling not to erase it after watching it like <laughs> yeah. the last couple of days. So, so for the first episode of the review that we did, you ended up with like 50 pages of notes. How many have you got today? Uh, I uh, quick count, quick count, live on the air. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Listen to him file through those pages, folks. I've lost count. <laughs> For the record, these notes look like doctor's prescriptions. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably what the script of the show looked like, as a matter of fact. So let's get to it now. Of I will just say that one more thing on, on this one is I do love when talking to people about having been at this show, I love to say, I was there, man, Hogan, Daytona at the Ocean Centre. And you see people's eyes like, whoa, fucking NWO formation. Like, no, nah, not that one. <laughs> the other Hogan at the Ocean Centre. So this illustrious show opens up on M.I. Smooth getting out of a limousine. Oh, at the driver's it's still there. Ice train is still there. Um, is that ice train? It's ice train. ice train. <laughs> remember, he's not wearing a tuxedo jacket. He's just got like a the waistcoat. shirt and the waistcoat part that it's goes underneath. It's too big, damn it, yeah. that's why. Yeah. You've got, you got, got the fans are kind of surrounding the scene outside the building. Yeah. Um, I was not one of those fans. No? I did mooch around and hang outside. The only rest... Well, we saw... So I'll, I'll put one spoiler out there first. Hogan had been there all day. Uh, oh, we, we saw him arrive. What? So um, uh, we saw like a load of other people from a distance. The only person we got to see him metal close was Van Hammer was coming back from McDonald's with Major stash. Yeah, and uh, and he did have a major stash from McDonald's. He had a, like, <laughs> a stack full of burgers. So I don't know if he was just like running for the boys and getting everyone's lunch. But, just, uh, just Hugh Morris's. He came back and, and <laughs> he did this weird thing when uh, a few people took photos of him where he kind of like hid the McDonald's behind his back like for the photos, like just in case anyone thought he was like on like a bad diet or something. I like love that. wrestlers. That's probably the only way you could actually get released from your WCW day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ice Train uh, clearly was doing the same thing because he was still there in the year 2000, opening the cat's limousine as Ernest Miller gets out. Fans are surrounding this scene. He's the commissioner, and they, uh, they're going back and forth, Smooth and Cat, uh, basically telling Smooth to tell the filthy animals and MIA not to interfere in the Cruiserweight title match, saying that uh, both stables are banned from ringside. You picked that up pretty well because I really struggled to... This, I, re- I rewound it three times. This, yeah. this Vince Russo dialogue, yeah, it's all natural, it's real, isn't it? It's fucking not Vince. It's ineligible. That's what it is. Um, and hideously mic'd as well. Like you yeah, could barely yeah, hear what he was yeah. saying and stuff. That's a common thing on this yeah, show. Yeah, p- production is, is, yeah. is something to be discussed throughout oh, this show. The, the, yeah. the cuts have probably started by this stage. Oh, yeah. Well, very was much it, so. Yeah, was there air conditioning in that warehouse, by the way? Yeah, I remember it being pretty cool in there. I remember that one of the funniest things was a guy who insisted on smoking through the show <laughs> yeah, uh, nearby. And uh, he, what, he, what he did do is he, he did teach me if I ever did decide to smoke or if I ever got caught smoking something by a police officer I shouldn't have done he when security came around he did this thing where he rubbed his bald head and flicked the cigarette onto the row behind him and people <laughs> constantly like I mean ash butt away from them but it was like obviously as smooth but this guy pops up in another better story later yeah. so I'll come back to bald guy with the cigarette later alrighty uh, another recurring thing on this show as, as Kat uh, you know he's gonna stand there by himself M.I. Smooth walks away <laughs> the Chinese music hits and uh, Kat can actually hear this and kind of ask himself aloud if he left the radio on in the limousine. The young dragons then appear. Are we assuming that he was listening to Chinese music in the limousine? It must what? be. S- smooth may have been. Maybe, could have been. He was trained by Bruce Lee. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So you have, uh, you have uh, you know, Kaz Hayashi, Jimmy Yang and Jamie San, Jamie Noble in a mask. Uh, here, come out to kind of attack the cat, complete with hiya screams, which is just awesome. Uh, the cat says, I don't have any time to play today. Uh, they then grab the cat, and as this is going on, Tony Giovanni just pipes up and talks over them out of nowhere. 
Uh, the cat immediately leaves him laying and walks off. Tony is still talking as the opening video starts to play for the pay-per-view. And this is something to do with the stopover from Thunder, right? Like There, there, were, there was, I think, in the, on the commentary, they explained why they're there all the I time. I completely missed it. Seven yeah. times away. Yeah. The, the, the three people that were still watching Thunder by this <laughs> yeah. stage got that We didn't reference. get Thunder over here, so even if I had... Oh, maybe I could have watched it in Florida. <laughs> you should have. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you got no excuse. You have ears to the ground on this one, whole team. Yeah, a couple of things on this one. First of all, this attack was the fucking weakest it's most crap. embarrassing attack of all time it's like literally three kids in pyjamas yeah um, trying to do like double arm ringers and like these speed Shane McMahon punches to the body yeah um, and, and also Cat did kick the guy in the dick <laughs> square square <laughs> like, in the a, like a toe poke hacky sack with his ball bag yeah and you're talking about Shivani with his exposition fucking all the way through this yeah, show yeah absolutely no video pack. there's like two video packages I think there's yeah, one for Daphne can, yeah and one for yeah a really long one for Daphne <laughs> yeah um, and the shit videos as well the intro video was it's like cack. it was like a raw from 93 or something yeah. it was fucking cheap as it's, shit it's weak sauce <laughs> yeah. I was like cheap sauce. as chips but that's a detriment to chips so put on the context <laughs> of this that the best friend that I went with was even more of a lapsed fan than I was so he'd watched like 91 to about 94 but really hadn't got back into it in the same way that I had and um, obviously I convinced him to spend 30-40 dollars of his spending money that he came on holiday with us with, with on this show and imagine that being your opener like we're sat there in the crowd and he's like oh yeah this is quite a cool atmosphere everyone's sort of here and then all of a sudden you watch this weird like karate arm ringers with dick kicks and he was just like looked at me he was like What's happening? That's <laughs> like just follow it, man. Just follow so, it. So the lapsed fan wasn't impressed by the show written by the prolapsed anus. <laughs> no, definitely not. I love it. The opening video was like a, a quick clip of Hogan, a quick clip of Jarrett. The the, the, the words WCW World text, text. WCW World Title flashes up. Then a picture of Goldberg and a picture of Nash, and then again the text WCW, WCW World t- Title. You would assume it's a four way, is what I thought. And like, then of course they do the same thing both sides, but with Scott Hall's contract yeah. flashing up and down on the screen like that's oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so there's 30 seconds of cash. The last one should be like, you've already paid. (laughs) The problem that I have with this as well is that for anyone who is like younger and watching this show for the first time, this is not representative of production values at this time. No. Like, this isn't like, this is what it was like. We, you're are, watching we are years it's removed horrendous. from this point. Yeah. Great WWF opening videos with these meta themes and these yeah. characters interweaving in, in, in a the big way. The voiceover guy from 97 and all that yeah. stuff. With, with the, yeah. Brett, yeah. the Brett Sean videos yeah. and all well, these various the from the, um, the McMahon. Isn't there like a McMahon where it's all kind of like a, a, like a propaganda video? There's one. I can't remember what place That's coming up to maybe like Armageddon or something like that. Maybe oh, like, yeah, okay, I can't cool. remember. You know, that sort of stuff was. was the peerage at the time of this, these videos are just horrendous. I can't remember. I know what you're saying. I yeah, mean, yeah. The, the, the overall theme is there is no excuse for production to be this shit at this oh, point. So, for t- a, a, as well, a, a parent company that is a, te- a television, a television company, you know what I mean? Like, oh, just diabolical. Tony Giovanni says, Bash at the Beach is a summer tradition and a crossroads of sports entertainment. Oh, my goodness. Yes, he did. <laughs> Uh, we, de- we get no shot of the announcers by the way always a turning point in pro wrestling he said I think. yes yeah, 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 th- th- and we come back to this later on Matt. The, the tradition the deep seated tradition of Bash at the Beach um, the filthy animals music plays feel <laughs> that he, he, I think he finishes with uh, we emphasize some of the most spectacular uh, exhilarating in wrestling we've seen in a long time ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony He's, 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 there's going to be plenty of Tony Mountains on this show. Oh, the whole, so the whole night for him was the bottom of the ninth. <laughs> <laughs> 
a reference I'm sure he'll appreciate, how, by the way. How did Madden keep his job as well by the so long? I thought Hudson. I thought they were all. They, they're all <laughs> terrible. They were all. I, I, I hold. I hold all three of them being below par completely up to Vince Russo. Can you see the stack of notes on these fucking desks that these people have to read yeah. through? There is very little that isn't they, up to them. That is up to them. They pointed it out to us later on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like Shivani anyway, though. So no, well there you go. I'd say as well for context. Bear in mind, obviously, that my initial viewing of the show live had no commentary. You know, that, that, so I, my watching of it later. Better. Yeah, well, maybe. Well, and that's the thing is, I cope with all that exposition. I just Lord, what how did I cope? Doing when <laughs> wait wait till we get to the graveyard <laughs> match. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's fuck it. Yeah, welcome to it. Welcome to it. The field the animals music plays, and out comes the entire group: Juventud Guerrera, Conan, and Disco in a Lakers jersey. Uh, Rey Mysterio is wearing like a leopard skin tight shirt, which wasn't the best look. Tigress is on his back. Uh, Conan gets on the mic and starts doing his usual stick. Um, Disco Inferno screams, "Yeah, boy!" Why was Disco talking? Yeah. Whoopchicka, whoopchicka, what? How did you not like? There was the great, the great catchphrase that me and you, Kieran, have referenced for years, all, <laughs> yeah, all yeah, these yeah, years yeah. later, when he asks Tigers <laughs> to touch his shirt, then when she does, he goes, that's a nerve. <laughs> always, yeah, always a winner. <laughs> on on the, the, the Holtie's memory section of, of this, this is the point where I start trying to point out to my best mate, Paul, who was who from WCW NWO Revenge. Because <laughs> it's just like, the only, his only real frame of reference this time is that we used to play Revenge a bit, but we'd renamed all of the characters, so oh, it didn't really well. work. Disco Inferno had been renamed the Hip Hop Inferno, actually. Nice. So uh, and, and, and this was just, Disco just stood out like a sore thumb yeah. and, and probably that's the point the uncool guy in the group is that what is a very a very uncool word to your mother at the end of this which just really just and were they heels or faces though because this is okay. in, in Vince Russo's world shades of grey 50 shades of grey in fact shades here. of brown <laughs> yeah. and are we assuming at this point the limo driver didn't find anyone in time to tell them not to come to the ring not yet <laughs> not, not in time because out comes Major Stash who I guess had, 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 had probably downed his Big Mac and fries at this point but I just thought that, that they were filled with euphemisms for the company at that point yeah. you've got missing in action which is the paying audience and bombs yeah. and bombs away, which is the buy rate. <laughs> of course, this is all building to uh, who yeah, to... my thirty dollars. <laughs> Indeed, if you'd have held out twenty minutes more, you'd have got a good twenty dollars off that. <laughs> they'd have paid me twenty dollars, man. They'd have like a contract for like three yeah. years, six figures. Just come to this one show. <laughs> Juventus Guerrero versus Chavo Guerrero is what these guys are all doing out here. Lieutenant Loco of the, the Juice. Misfits in Action. Yeah, the Juicer Weight Champion, apparently. Oh. Who had stolen the championship belt off Chavo, but uh, it's actually Chavo defending against Hubi here. Um, oh. Mark, uh, uh, everyone does get escorted to the back. So the Smooth had contacted the officials who ran to the ring and escorted everyone to the backstage area. Uh, Mark Madden says that maybe the girls can take their shirts off. Hudson says it's wrestling. And Mark Madden says sports entertainment, Scotty boy. <laughs> At this point, I did write down they never actually told us who any of these announcers are. So if you were watching this for the first time, like your Laps fan friend, yeah. you were didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. Just a bunch of fat guys in Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, Hooventude sells an atomic drop by grabbing his crotch, <laughs> walking up the ramp, lying on his back, and kicking his feet in the air. This I be- better or worse than Greg Valentine? <laughs> oh, better. Juice. I see. What I like Hooventude. I is. love the juice. Right, there's lots of things on the juice. I love the juice. <laughs> he's a fucking terrible heel as a worker. He is. Like, he's just selling the whole time anyway. But then his little heel mannerisms, which are kind of fucking hilarious. Yeah. The one, the one when he tries to climb over, over the, the top buckle. I was gonna write that. That's a great he's getting beaten up in the corner, chopped, and, and he gets and he starts trying to climb over the ropes to escape the ring from Chavo's chops. I thought that was this tremendous. Guy is, I thought he's super talented, but this match was like, it was structured around the two walkouts which we're going to get to oh, oh yeah we'll get to which that which is why this match is fucking suck compared to what it should have been but I know yeah, yeah. But I remember liking the match on the night like, the effort was, was there you know, the there was, was there. Some, it got, well, it probably started with more 
exciting moves and stuff like you know there was like you said some cool working yeah. stuff and yeah it was it was and it got the crowd was it was the opener crowds are generally always into openers aren't they so yeah so you, you get like a fun shine from Charlie you get like a nice little suplex and uh, just like a like, from, like yeah, suplex from the apron to the floor just like a Vader bomb to the floor actually I wanted to ask you about this because I wrote it down here the crowd noise seemed really weird mm. halty and it, it was kind of this way for most of the show where it's almost like that, that kind of that murmur that you hear when the crowd's distracted and kind of just fucking around talking to each other and not really paying attention yeah so it's I, kind of wanted to gauge what your uh, your memories were of the, the fans rewatching the show years later so obviously I was there I then got really pissed off because the show never got released on VHS as it was over here then they stopped producing them just before it got released I picked up a really dodgy copy off eBay which was li- literally unwatchable <laughs> So I did the very same yeah, did, thing. Yeah, so, I, yeah, yeah. Like, I couldn't get it any other way. Um, and so this viewing for me on the the network was the first time I've ever really watched the show in its entirety. Um, I would say it's lingers somewhere between. It was a weird crowd, and it was um, there's production elements of that. Like I don't think the crowds were mic'd very well or anything I was like say, that. Saying like had mics that are really disparate places in yeah, the building. And yeah, you pick up random sounds from little yeah. pockets, which wasn't Pe- representative people, of the whole. Crowd. People, I would say it was quite a casual crowd. And people pop for people that they knew or recognise. Like I think we'll get to it a bit later, but mm-hmm. I think the chronic pop is completely disproportionate <laughs> to what. Like, but people did because you know I said to my mate, "That's Adam Bomb and Crush, man." You know, and he, so it was. But the crowd was excited. The asshole with a cigarette pop for, for chronic. Uh, I think he probably did. Was I don't like, think he was paying much attention during this match. Though. I was thinking, like, shouldn't Corporal Crush be an MIA? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chow, there's a dive from the top to the floor, which is the cue for the filthy animals to come out wearing masks that disguised absolutely nothing, which I guess was hilarious. That was was the comedy. No, no, wait there, wait there. We'll we'll get to that. There's a great moment coming on this show. Yeah, so basically it's like a bunch of Halloween masks. Conan's wearing like a completely see-through mask, which is kind of humorous, I guess. Uh, It fools nobody. Mark Madden does say that could be anybody, which... (laughs) My God. Of course, this serves as a distraction for a roll-up and a two-count and life moves on. Uh, the animals get kicked out. Rey Mysterio pulls his mask off because the jig's up and Mark Madden says, that guy's dressed like Ray Jr. <laughs> Good stuff. Hardly funny line. Madden's delivery shit, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has some lines that I think are entertaining, but he just says it in that obnoxious way, which yeah. even a good line is like... Not <laughs> I don't know, there's, like, a, there's a few on here that I really <laughs> quite appreciate, actually. Uh, who does a slingshot leg drop to the floor? Uh, this is the first time we see the announcers all in the Hawaiian shirts. There's a springboard <laughs> splash in the ring. Uh, an awful... Oh! Fucked up power bomb from there. Uh, when we say springboard splash, yeah. is that where he like jumps up and then just falls forward? Yeah. I remember like literally that moment when you're in a show like this and you haven't been to a live wrestling show for years, which I don't think I had at the time. No, I know I would have seen some dude issues, but I told my mate these are cruiserweights, man. We're going to see some course of it. So he, he springboards up onto the rope. I like jump up like tens up. <laughs> he just falls forward. Like, <laughs> to me, it was no, like no, no like spring off or anything like that. No, it's the like, weirdest move. This is like juice. It's like. He's, he's doing stuff and he, he's, he's remembering oh shit I'm, I'm a bad guy yeah. I'd better try and tone it down yeah, he springboards yeah. up and thinks oh shit I can't do anything cool I'll, I'll just land on it so in his effort to I guess not appeal to the fans he does a powerbomb that fucks up horribly here to lead to the people's elbow oh the worst people's elbow the worst people's elbow ever however this can't just be a wrestling match. There's been too much wrestling going on without any shenanigans. At this point, the camera goes to Hugh Morris wearing a Bill Clinton mask. And Mark Mann just says, Hey, Bill Clinton's here. <laughs> and it's just, the, I don't know why. I won't be able to do it justice. But the hilarity of seeing Hugh Morris in this mask, just walking through the crowd. The camera just cuts complete to this guy walking through the crowd in a Bill Clinton mask. And Madden's just 
<laughs> it's Bill Clinton. Like, it's just so it's like being on acid watching a wrestling show. It's completely absurd. All of MIA and Max then appear, of course. The referees come out another time. Major Guns comes from down the aisle, rips her shirt off to distract Huntu Guerrero. Cravo crotches him on the top rope, covers him. And, and it's na- not the finish. No, <laughs> not only is it not the finish. Distracted by the, the referee is distracted by the other members of MIA, and nothing happens. It's a zero count. The match goes on. They all go. Oh, thanks for that. Well, Guns hides. Yeah, oh, badly down the side of the yeah. ring. Don't like, worry, love. No yeah. one saw anything at all ever. There's some good near falls near the end where they just do counters, uh, a set-out curtain call from Chavo, a hoovy driver gets a foot on the ropes, and eventually there's a t- uh, tornado DDT out of absolutely nowhere for a clean pinfall after all of that. While you've yeah. still got uh, Morris and Guns and all the MIA ringside as well, so in, against Cat's orders, so in, in theory this shouldn't be allowed. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just as far as this is like an indie show booking, where yes. it's like we're going to throw the, we're going to throw these guys out there because you know they're two groups. And, um, but there's no rhyme or reason there's no point to it it didn't need to happen you could just ban them all from the match and yeah. it would have been a much better match because yeah. they could work about the restrictions of these fucking walkouts because yeah. they had no bearing on the finish in the end so no, you could have just done no a, a good match no with a finish and then had them all run out and do a big schmoz anyway mm. but it's, yeah. had to get guys on the show but yeah. there's no comedy then Where's the comedy? Where was that? Where, where, yeah, where was that? Bill Clinton. <laughs> what were the other masks that Bill Clinton came with? I oh, I can't remember. He was just on his well, own. The other guys were just... Uh, okay. No one cared. At this point in the year 2000, it's not just enough to have Bill Clinton and latex. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut backstage with the cat who's selling... To the back! Yeah, to the back. The cat's hanging out with the selling young dragons. They are, of course, you know, weary after their beating they've taken. Jeff Jarrett walks in asking where Hulk Hogan is. He uh, really should have confronted uh, you. Was he alone? It, uh, Jeff Jarrett walks in with a fat opera yeah. singer dressed yeah. as a Viking. Yes. First of all. Yeah. yeah. Um, cat Mimi, says, I believe. I, th- I thought it was Heidi. Is it Heidi? I thought it was Heidi. Who cares? <laughs> the cat says Hogan's not here yet, showing how good he is at his job. <laughs> Matt Holt knew otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying at this point? Were you, were you disillusioned at this moment with, with what wrestling was? <laughs> no, was this the moment where you realise it's all the work? I was trying to just waft away cigarette smoking bald man smoke <laughs> probably at this point and dodge the cigarette as it flew back Definitely towards us. Yeah. I, I want to know where Holt he was when people were trying to find the real Undertaker. We needed you on the case. <laughs> we did. I'd have figured it. Me and Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> You'd have been on the case. Out comes Vito, one of my favourites. Oh, fucking <laughs> They show, match. Yeah, they show yeah. a random clip of him hitting Terry Funk in the throat with a belt on Thunder, yeah. and we get an honest-to-God promo from Vito, which <laughs> was inverted commas. useless, said nothing at all, added no value. I'm, I'm annoyed straight off the bat that uh, from, we're supposed to believe that the one of the weakest-looking belt shots you've ever seen keeps Terry Funk out of this match. Mm-hmm. We've seen him mule-kicked by a horse in the head and get up and swear at the horse and win the match. But Big Vito's belt shot. That's enough. But no, no, damn it. It wasn't to the head, it was like to the neck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sort of yeah. It's company. So his opponents come out, it's an open challenge. Out comes Norman Smiley and Ralphus. Norman Smiley's been away, um, am I right? Do they say on this? He, he'd been he'd been fired um, back in June for failing to win the hardcore title, which Bischoff then won from Terry Funk. <laughs> they did some hilarious skits on Nitro, which we may get onto on another show perhaps. Where yeah, right. they go to a, they go to backyard wrestling. Ralphus <laughs> and Norman Smiley. Cool. <laughs> hilarious. So as, as these two men come out for this match, Vito gets back on the mic, accepts the match, which we again didn't need to hear. It's a handicap match. Vito hits Ralphus with a stick early. Uh, there's a brawl by the stage. I love this. I love this bit of the start. Smiley is trapped on the stage. It's too far down for him to jump from the way he's reacting. 
He then gets hit several times with the uh, stick ball bat and then just rolls off. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so again, they're brawling by the stage. They walk backstage. They use a bin as a weapon. Ralphus reappears and hits Vito three times with a bin as his trousers start falling down. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ralphus, the worst hardcore wrestler of all time. Why is he there? I don't know why. I know they comedy, he's, apparently. He's funny with Jericho, so, you know, let's try and just mm. stick the fat guy in. Ugh. Can't job out Norman Smiley. Can't job out anyone. No, big. Uh, so yeah, the big wiggle takes place. Ralph is just standing there with a the bin lid, and then just commits murder on Vito and hits him like fifty times in the head with a trash can <laughs> lid. Really weakly though. Really weakly, but he's just braining the guy repeatedly. Just what are you it's, doing? It's Vito. Fuck him. Yeah, the fight. The fight continues. Ralphus gets fucked off. Um, Smiley tries to get in a lift to, to escape from the battle. He gets thrown in eventually, uh, and Vita then chases Ralphus to the ring. The oh, selling. Oh. The selling. I'm more about the running and the the jiggling. The the running, the jiggling, the selling in quotes from from Ralphus is just hideous here. Uh, a table gets pulled out. It's broken already. The leg's broken. Um, much like this mask is, it never like to stand on. They put the table up. They put Ralphus on the table. And uh, Vito goes to the top rope for a big splash. Looked cool. And uh, as he goes for the cover, Norman Smiley is just walking walking down the aisle slowly. Not a care in the world. One, two, three. Norman just turns around and walks in the back. That's the end of the match. Vito is still your hardcore champion. (laughs) Was he he just just a little disorientated? Because he'd been in the lift. So I'm guessing he doesn't. He didn't. He, he, he came out of an exit he wasn't aware of. So he just maybe he was, maybe suffered some sort of vertigo going uh, yeah, up. Uh, possibly. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Whoever was hardcore champ, Holty is two for two on bad upsells to his best friend. Because I was like, dude, this is hardcore, man. This is gonna be brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so so not only did we not get much cruiser waiting in the cruiserweight match, we didn't get a lot of hardcore no, in the hardcore. You match. you didn't lie. It was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We cut backstage to Goldberg walking in. Uh, Scott Hall's contract. Uh, is hanging out in his pocket. Tony Schiavone tries oh, to exp- Tony, yeah, Tony Schiavone tries to explain what's going on. Then it just gets cut off by Gene Oakland, who's mid-sentence with Kevin Nash backstage. Schiavone has to cut himself off so that more talking elsewhere in the building can more take place. More exposition. Just horrible. Do we know how Bill ended up with the contract in the first place? And what kind of uh, legal legal ownership does he have of the someone contract? Someone did Bischoff give it to him or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he, he'd sell out to the new blood, so he was uh, he's like the golden boy of Russo Bischoff. They didn't Bischoff show in many high recaps. No, of, of no. no, but we'll, we'll, no, we'll talk say, about. They save that for the important matches. Okay. Yes, the absolutely. The only thing I was clear on Speaking before which, this was that oh, Van Hammer likes McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing I knew before going into the thing. So Kevin Nash is there looking grey and calls Goldberg a bald-headed prick. Uh, it gets all nostalgic for Scott Hall and says that, you know, again, he was Goldberg's only real loss. And after he beats him, <laughs> and, and beat him tonight, he might do a little survey. Everyone knows how much those things seem to piss you off. What does that mean? I just wrote down, oh, that must be some kind of inside reference. It is, yeah. of course, this, an yeah. inside reference that about 20 people, well, probably more than that, but the people who were on the internet at the time remember, because what happened was at the end of 99... There was a the NWO was reformed by Vince Russo, creative genius in 1999. This is the NWO of Jeff Jarrett, the Harris Boys, Brett Hall, and Nash. Goldberg's the top babyface, and because they're trying to actually, you know, make them the heels and Goldberg the babyface, they told Scott Hall, "Don't do the survey today because you're a heel." And Goldberg was all on board. And then, of course, Scott Hall does the survey to be a dick. Goldberg gets so angry that he elbows the limousine and puts himself out of action for 
four oh, months. Right. So that's what this was an allusion to, which of course the survey was. You know, are you here to see? Are you here to see the NWO? Yeah, that great babyface line they've been doing for three years up to this point. Yeah. So again, they they told Hall to knock that on the head. They didn't. Goldberg was pissed because Scott Hall just kept fucking with everybody at the time. Goldberg puts his elbow through the limousine and and gets so so that's what this is a reference to. Everybody knows those surveys piss you off. Gene then throws to a music video promoting Daphne and Miss Hancock. That's right, Right. folks. (laughs) Why does this have what felt like a? It felt like it went on for about ten minutes. I'm sure it was probably only something like two. But good God, again in my notes that I forgot to bring with me, I just uh, wrote down why? Why does this have a video? And why, why would anybody in their right mind believe that someone who looks like Stacey Keebler would want David Flair? They weren't going out in real life. Oh! Oh! <laughs> That burn slash logic bomb aside, I still do, I'm still not buying it. I say what, I was, we'll get to this, but I look good on you, Dave. I think you're a mongoloid, but fair play, sunshine, fair play, because she, yeah. It shows. I suppose it just shows how much cachet the uh, surname Flair has got at this point. I, I wonder if she's like David it's, Flair, George Clooney. Still my line. I was going to say that's got to be the only like person that's ever going to get to claim that to as a double sort of. Uh, Conquest. David Flair can go around telling his friends, I typed that before he did. <laughs> yeah. I was there before Clooney. Yeah. She yeah. was mine before she was yours. <laughs> Woo! Don't worry, lads. Ruined it. <laughs> so in this awful video, by the way, I want to know, Holty, your reaction and, and your, your lapsed fan friend's reaction to this music video, did they feel educated about the feud? I can't even remember how clearly that stuff was being shown in the... Like, uh, there, there's a Tron, isn't there? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, as I remember, like the sound was horrendous. Like that, that, that will come more into play during no! the graveyard it's match. Also, the, the Tron, you say Tron, it's also like a twenty three yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. The video itself, I can't do I justice. I remember promising there might be boobs. That's probably my third no, lie. That, uh, there's, oh. Actually, we're two for one here because I also told him that Flair was coming out, and uh, <laughs> well, that technically <laughs> wasn't a lie. <laughs> Yeah. Half truth, half truth. <laughs> the video itself is terrible. It's just like random events with words like conflict. I love the text, yeah. And, and like these like phrases, like now caught up in a web of tangled deceit and betrayal with deceit spelled wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Which leads us to match three, Miss Hancock versus Daphne in a wedding gown match. Uh, of course, the, the video does end with the, an invitation, you're cordially invited. I felt privileged. <laughs> I also thought that grammatically it looked really weird because it was like you're with a hyphen, not you are. Like, yeah. Which would have felt more like a more typo. Yeah. I was waiting for the RSVP to say I wasn't going to attend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David Flair comes out with Miss Hancock. He's all dressed to the nines as well. He's got hair clippers with him. Um, Scott Hudson says, "Get a hold of yourself, Madden." To which Madden says, "I already have." <laughs> That's one for the Cuban play. I thought you made you pop for that. No, see, this is the thing, right? I, I watch this. Um, I should have a, a lot of like love for Mark Madden's commentary especially after the commentary gig I had a couple of weeks ago given that my, most of my material is probably very much similar to Madden's and seems like that's never seen the light of day probably the same quality <laughs> level as well but I fucking hate his delivery uh, the delivery just annoys you delivery fucking does my head in here I'm just always amazed by once Russo takes over in a like, creative in a company and suddenly you have at least one if not two of a, a, a three man booth turns into a raging pervert like <laughs> is, has that always been in these guys and they're finally free to be able to speak like that or does he like bring it out in them like because literally all of a sudden they become filthy hound dogs like whereas um, they've been acting like 
moderate professionals up until this point. I'm not really sure as it pertains to Madden. I'd argue with Jerry Lawler, given his uh, track record, <laughs> that uh, it was probably always there. This thing with yeah, Madden, Lawler had been there from a young age. Yeah, I just the difference we can't just feel so for- <laughs> forced. There's nothing wrong with a bit of preparation. Um, um, future planning. Um, yeah, I just—it's really forced for me on WCW. That's yeah, why it's, I don't like it. It never fit. No, ever. No. Um, so yeah, the, the the match. So they just start kissing in the rings. Yeah, of course. The wed- there's a wedding cake at ringside. It's all done up like a chapel. Oh, and, and I'd like to know one of the commentators. I think it was Madden points out. Well, you know what happens to wedding cakes on pro wrestling shows. Literally for like foreshadowing what's going to happen. Not foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Giving it away. <laughs> Yeah, so as as uh, Madden was foreshadowing, Bischoff's in the back like, hey, it's giving results away for the other show that we do. <laughs> <laughs> and that works so well too. Yeah. So anyway, as we have it here, we have uh, David Flair and, and Miss Hancock kissing in the ring while Daphne comes out and they just pay no attention. They just keep on kissing. Go for it, David. Do That's it. Right, right do whatever you got to do. Um, and of course, because they ignore Daphne, Daphne just... Punches him in the dick. <laughs> right to start the match. It's, it's an awful low blow. But, but doesn't Hancock goes to sell it initially as well? I'll tell you what. From here, Daphne like takes Hancock to the ground, and this is putrid. Oh, it is. This is the this is Jenner and Charmel. For for those of you who have, who have not seen this show but know that match, it's 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 not far removed. It's absolutely terrible stuff. Um, yeah, there's head bang to the canvas. There's a hair takedown that just head bang. That's a bit you of an know. overstatement, Liam. Like they kind of rub their canvas with the back of the other one. I don't know what to call it. David Flair intermittently interferes. Yeah. Crowbar comes out. And hang on, on, hang on. You're jumping way ahead here. Oh. God. There's, there's a list material. I'm just, I'm just trying to get through this. No, you're not going to get a I chance did. to get through skipped, this. I skip straight from ha. Nice one, Flair. You monk when he's copying. <laughs> To, to straight to the, the pantsing and crowbar I cut everyone else <laughs> no we gotta go through it so here we got we got David Flair grabbing Daphne as they're wrestling Slick Johnson your boy oh what a what a fucking oh I hate him he grabs I hate him so much grabs Stacey Keebler low blows the referee because we can't get enough low blows in this match and then pants him revealing his shirt tucked into his pants and down past the legs yes the low blow it just gets forgotten at this you point, by the way. coming out when you're refing. No one knows that, Liam. Yeah, exactly. David Flair then gets pants and then just stands there like nothing happens. This is a moment. No, it's because he's a Flair. This is what Flair's They don't get their, tr- their, their no. trousers pulled down. They are like rip-off <laughs> Velcro trousers, aren't they? Like the full Monty trousers. Like, <laughs> no. they come off. <laughs> See, I, I dispute that, Liam, because if if it was the Flair gene that the, the, the pantsing you know, had no effects, that would have brought Rit to life. <laughs> David the Mong just stood there, yeah. mongoloided, because he doesn't know what's going yeah, on. Ric Flair starts dropping elbows. Yes. Mm. David Flair gets low blowed again. Uh, Stacey's head gets thrown into David's balls for another low blow. Tony Schiavone screams, Spot of the year! <laughs> yeah. Did he? Yeah. Did you miss that? Oh, thank God I missed that. <laughs> Stacey goes for the dress. It's awful again. She just. Uh, she, Daphne's. Uh, yo, God. Yo, if you're a fan of Daphne, I don't know why, because she's terrible. No, she's got this. Um, this isn't why well, she's terrible. Um, she's trying to like rip it, rip her dress off, and she's just standing there, but screaming. Like, ah, well, Daphne's ah. got like a bodysuit underneath. So yeah, I guess. Yeah, not wanting to show the bar, I guess. But uh, anyway, it's just fucking terrible. David Flair grabs the uh, the clippers and grabs Daphne. Pantsless Slick Johnson gets in the Keebler's way, and then Crowbar does a run in, suplexes David Flair, takes his own trousers off since everyone's pantsless, um, and they trap David Flair in the corner to to shave David Flair's hair. 
Stacey Keebler gets on the apron with a microphone, gets in the ring, <laughs> casually walks past everybody, and then says, she knows what we all want to see, hit the music, rips her own wedding gown off, the bell rings, it's over. Slick Johnson's sitting there, cross-legged oh, on the canvas, oh, bobbing his head. Oh, it's, not even, it's not, even, not even that point. It's before he even sits down, the way he's motioning to the ring bell. Everything he does is just a dick. Just hate him. Shouldn't be alive. Daphne throws cake at Stacey Keebler. They all cake each other. Tony Schiavone dejectedly says, what the hell is going on here? And they all just leave. And there's cake so, everywhere. So bear in mind... Bear <laughs> I didn't get a piece. No. <laughs> but bear in mind the three-hour video introduction to this match. Mm-hmm. The mess that followed it. Oh, that's hilarious. All for it to just end with Stacey Keebler deliberately losing. Yeah. I, I wrote that. I, I realise that everything. It's is not so... exactly Gotch Hack no, and Schmidt anyway. No, God, I, I, re- I realise that, and I realise everything before it is terrible. David but, Balls but of Steel Flash. We've insulted you enough. Now we're just going to give you a slap as well. No one cared about that. It's just at this point, it's like just give us something. But the thing is, that's it. The whole show is, is it, this guy is Russo. He's such. He has such an amazing talent for making you not care about anything that happens on his show because. It's irrelevant bullshit, especially the finishes are stretched. No, no, I wrote no, down. That, that, that's why I'm. That's why I sort of stress it. Not because I, I feel it. You know, it needs this strong booking element, but it's just the the, the nonsensical nature of it. All. Maybe he would have just thought this is shit. I want to go out. Let's get over I, I, did, I did write and, down. And who could blame her? I did write down. If she was wearing nice pants, it would have been. Yeah, it would. It would have been an okay second. I still took a picture. <laughs> 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 We're back with the cat. Piece of paper by himself saying quietly. Oh, hang on, hang on. Before, oh, oh. before, as we get, before we get to the back, we've got Shivani saying, she won the match. This is Daphne. But did she really win? <laughs> <laughs> A question for the ages. I'm still pondering. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure we ever did get that answer either. We do go backstage with the cat who's looking at a piece of paper and says quietly, because obviously Hogan's not there apparently, we need a match with Jarrett tonight. Is Ox Baker under contract? I think we're still paying him. <laughs> <laughs> We're paying everybody! Yeah, who's laughing now, asshole? <laughs> yeah. This is a company, by the way, that lost $7.2 million in this one month. Well, to Fed's cat, at least he knew he was under contract still. Yeah, well, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And bear in mind, they lost $60 million after the cuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the music hits again. Here come the young, oh, the young dragons are actually hiding in wash baskets this oh, time. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Yang is standing behind a broom as the cat just walks past and doesn't notice them and again says, where is that music coming from? And then the scene just ends. We don't know if they have a fight again there, do we? We don't know what happens, Matt. It's, it's, it's building to something. We get a three shot of the announcers talking about the Hulk Hogan situation, saying that he wasn't at Nitro War Thunder. No, no, And no. he isn't there at the building no, they, yet. This, they're filling for ten minutes while they're cleaning up the fucking cake. It's which they show us them cleaning. They're not cleaning it up. They're just smearing it over the mat. <laughs> right, for 15 well, minutes of doing this. a single bottle of water that they're pouring all over one the One bottle, one towel, and yeah. a mop. They'd have just been better off with lighter fluid, really. <laughs> it's great, because as they're talking to the announcers, all the fans have their backs to the announcers looking at something going on in the crowd. Halty? Is, no idea. Wrong section. I was wrong section. around. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Damn it, we needed answers. Um, they then just like move the mats in the end they just give up yeah. <laughs> Doug Dillinger just picks up the mats and walks off and probably the only useful thing he ever did um, 
<laughs> they definitely leave some cake though because other people wear the cake later <laughs> yes they do uh, including in the next match because we get this and, and the, Matt I know this is a big thing for you and Mr. the perfect music hit oh I was so devastated because the music <laughs> hits and I turn to best mate Paul and I'm like Mr. Perfect it's Mr. Perfect's music and then it was Mr. Perfect it was far from perfect <laughs> it was meat it was meat and we all know what happened in New York him, him no no we don't him and Chuck Palumbi <laughs> the perfect event come out uh, two of the best tag team wrestlers ever lies Mark Madden so why did they have rip off Mr. Perfect music because he so the debut of Stasiak was in an angle with Kurt Hennig as perfection perfection oh. you get it Get it? Yeah, yeah. He's the next generation, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. And, and to help you with, as you come to terms with Perfect not being there, the reason he wasn't is because by that point he'd been released as he was jobbed out to Stasiak on the way. Yeah. So, and then. Well, Ox Baker was still on contract. Ox Baker's still on the contract, <laughs> however, and available for a bout with Jeff Jarrett for the world title tonight. I bet for he's got his gear with him. For all I we. I wasn't booked. <laughs> 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 anyway, for all we know, Master P still getting paid yeah. at this point. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and of course, Chuck Palumbo is the uh, the new Lex Luger, complete with Lex Flexer pump bar, which I, I yes, a, a great throwback to Jesse didn't, the Body. They said that it was essentially a three man team because the Lex Flexer pump bar was. Uh, they, I think they yeah. did they, they, yeah. they come with a neutralizer once or twice on commentary. I don't know. They, they, I, they, I, I heard acoustic equalizer enough times on this oh show God, that yeah. to be honest, I just toned I, down everything else. Palum- <clears throat> I've mentioned this to you Palumbo just has that deer in headlights expression throughout the entire yeah. match I thought they were fucking terrible well let's oh, no, it's, no. it's okay Carl yeah. whoa, because they're in there with a couple of world class veterans oh really chronic it's time for Adams and Clark who sadly was not Corporal Crush Corma Crush or any other <laughs> incarnation of Crush that we have come up with on previous rebooking shows it is in fact Adams and Clark in their uh, well Let's, let's call the spade a spade, Matt. Your most fond incarnation of, the, of these two men. I'm a fan of Chronic, and I was pumped, and I was so <laughs> chuffed to see them. Their entrance was awesome. They had like these cool green laser lights, which I can remember being at Wet n' Wild, which is a war park in Orlando, and they used to, when they did the wave machine, have very similar laser lights when they turned it on at night, and I was like, yes, yeah, just like being in Chronic, this is, as I walked into the wave pool. So, uh, the nightclub? Yeah, it was, oh no, Wet n' Wild, yeah, nightclub theme park. Um, but it was it was absolutely, you know, I think if you watch that show, Matt, they get one of the best pops on the show. Again. There wasn't a lot of competition on this <laughs> show, so to that, be honest. That, that, that ties with my analogy of most handsome person in the Burns ward. But <laughs> this may be one point where I earn some points back by being able to turn to friend Paul and saying, that's Adam Bomb and Crush. <laughs> so, and this is the best you'll ever see. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is for the Tag Team Championships. As we mentioned, I, I joke calling him Chuck Palumbi. That's what Tony Schiavone called him. Um, throughout. Throughout the match. Having, be, or, having been corrected yeah. the first time he did it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brian Adams... It, it, it looked impressive enough early on, pressing Stasiak over the top oh, rope onto Chuck Palumbo. Adams was like the worker of the team for crying yeah. out loud. Yeah, that, that got the first pop, real pop of the show, it felt like, when he yeah. finally pressed Stasiak over the top. So yeah. I'll get, they I'm, were right in front of me, that, that, that was the, over my side of the ring. So. And then Brian Clark comes in. First thing he does is give Chuck Palumbo the finger. Uh, they bump the heels around a little bit. Uh, Chuck pulls down the top rope to Lowbridge Adams, but in the symbol of his life, he had trouble getting over. Hey. <laughs> uh, Chuck then hits him with a steel chair and hits him with the wrong side, which kind of felt too nice. Ooh, yeah. No disqualification. Well, I, I don't think the announcers have explained the Russo... Uh, Relaxed rules. Yeah, because we're so thankful because um, it's what fans want. Let them go. That's what they said. You've got to give credit signs. to the officials. Yeah. No blood, no foul. Mm. No. 
Um, Mark Mann says to me it's an even matchup between these two teams. I'll let you pick from your own punchline there. Uh, Stasiak has some decent punches, actually, I wrote down here. Probably, he's got one of the chronic guys grounded, some decent looking punches. I was looking for anything here. Uh, there's a flying tackle from Chuck Palumbo, it wasn't too bad. A let's go chronic chance, honest yeah, to God. I probably started did you, did you, I was going to say, did you start Probably that did. As they big struggled plan. to apply a sleeper hold correctly in the middle yeah. of the ring. Oh, yeah, let's go. It was during the whole, like, a big rest hold section. So, uh, you know, Adams, you know, he, he fires up, there's a hope spot, and then Sean Stanisek tries to apply the sleeper and also fails to do it correctly uh, for a little while. Double down, and we get the hot tag to Brian Clark. Here comes Adam Baum. Who throws Chuck Palumbo in the corner, runs in and slips. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking like he's from a flying blowjob, basically. <laughs> it's terrible. Goes for the meltdown on a, on Palumbo, who turns into a DDT. And then, in a moment that really baffled me, Sean Stasiak <laughs> gets a hot tag. Yeah. <laughs> comes in with fucking drop kicks and claps his hands. I just... Look, he's Rick Martel. I just got... No, I was looking for him. Where was it? I was just... Uh, tag question. Mark, exclamation mark. The dead silence apart from one guy who I bet was you going <laughs> there's a diving clothesline from the apron to the Boo, floor you're not Mr. Perfect <laughs> <laughs> there's one spot in here that's just terrible when uh, Palumbo one spot that's I know, I know. <laughs> Palumbo and Stasiak shooting uh, I think it's Clark for a double backdrop um, Clark gives one of them a kick and then all three of them just kind of stand there yep, staring at each other for about five, what felt like five seconds Waiting for the next thing to happen. Deer in the headlights. Stasiak then knocks him down forcefully with a clothesline, pumps his fist and goes, Yeah! yeah. <laughs> nice cover. A double flapjack for a two count, an F5 from Brian Adams. Uh, a shit running double boot to the corner and a flare flop from Stasiak. Yeah, yeah they were looking fucked at this point. They were knackered. Yeah, because yeah, Adams had, uh, you know, Adam, yeah, Adams had worked the whole match. Pretty much, uh, so he's fucked. So it's, it's the most Adams has worked in years. It was crazy. It's like, how bad's Clark that. Adams is the one showing that he can still get go the heat. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, uh, can I just so know? I will, I will say, I will one say. One thing I def- will say, and I, don't, I didn't have a stopwatch on the night, I've checked this out afterwards. This was three seconds off being the longest match of the show. <laughs> True <laughs> fact. So if I hadn't got in the way of Booker T and someone else later, then. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, then, then that might have been the longest match on the card. <laughs> They'd have got back to the ring quicker. But I, I will say, Holt, in, in your, in your defence of Brian Clark, or, no, Adams rather. Both. Much Clark, or both, both. Uh, Adams looks in far better shape here than he ever did during his NWO black and white, fa- white yeah. black and white days. Mm. Again. I'm reaching for anything. Faint praise indeed. <laughs> Damn um, with faint praise. They hit the high times double choke yeah, slam. Yeah, what a move. And then Chuck Palumbo just comes in and walks right past Brian Clark <laughs> and breaks it up. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Like, and they're like, they're like, oh, they're doing well against shit. these grizzled veterans. As <laughs> the grizzled veteran just lets the guy wander past him to break up the pin. Awful. The Lex Flexer, the equaliser, the big difference maker, is brought into the match and blocked. And that's yeah. the end of that. Uh, Craig then hit a powerbomb top rope clothesline combination the best looking move of the match by far for a three new tag team champions and the announcers say it was a great match and this is the title change I remember from that night (laughs) (laughs) Daytona partied hard that night yeah (laughs) love it (laughs) peak Adams and Clark for you when wild is where it was at yeah they didn't put the the lights on again at the end I was gutted for that that's a shame (sighs) what a a match Second longest match on the card, I'm telling you. Tag team. I believe you. There was, there was hot tags. There was it felt like both, both, both sides. Inexplicable. <laughs> Fantastic. Maybe if they'd have stopped the match at 420, it would have been better. Hey. <laughs> Unfortunately, you won't be here all week. No. I probably won't be back for another year and a half. 
we cut backstage, the cat, and I don't know why the cat is all over the show. I know he's the commissioner, but there's no justifiable reason for Ernest Miller to be to get this much TV time. He's in the office, and of course, the music plays once again. But Jeff Jarrett walks in this time. Uh, he's with the fat lady again and says he'll screw with your sh- with, the, with the cat show if there is no Hulk Hogan. And then he leaves. And at this point, again referring to my non-existent notes, why Jarrett's a heel? Why does he care? Well, he the, wants the, the he, Hogan, wants, he wants to eliminate Hogan, Hogan doesn't. If Hogan doesn't show up. He wins anyway. Well, I, I can only assume this is part of the uh, the the they've got lined up for the the rest. Well, you see, because he explains what is to come was their plan A to really fuck over Hogan. Oh yeah, of course. So if he wasn't there, they, they weren't going to get to fuck him. So this is now this is a subdiffusion now. This what but if he's now? But if he's not there, he's not a problem. Well, yeah, but they, he, he, <laughs> yeah, but he, he'd spent weeks. I've already established he was there. <laughs> Work well, like, with me, Holt. Yeah. And, and Jarrett had this I've already had the Stacey Keeper thing blow up in my face. <laughs> and, and Jarrett has, uh, actually hasn't explained yet, but the reason for this fat lady was because the fat lady was singing on Hulk Hogan's career. Of course. Yeah. Again, context not, not explained. Well, no, uh, yeah, and, and, and I like the fact that Jarrett takes her everywhere just in case she needs to start singing immediately. Yeah. Like, he doesn't bring her to the arena and leave her in the yeah. locker room. He takes her everywhere. He, he, sh- he should have taken her to the annual TNA when they went to yeah. Japan and hit Hogan with a guitar. That would have been great continuity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, as, as, as Jeff Jarrett leaves the office the music the Chinese music yet again plays the young dragons arrive and just beat the shit out of the cat and that's the end of that they just lay him out cat's last appearance then? I don't know no it's not it's definitely no, not no anyway so that's the end of uh, part 4 or 5 of this saga DDP's music then hits and the star of the show and again <laughs> you, I'm gutted <laughs> did you turn to your mate for this one yeah this is DDP. I was like this DDP DDP and nope <laughs> no DDP however it is yeah. the great positively Canyon um, Tony Schiavone during Canyon's entrance just oh. comes out with we haven't really talked about it but we can have a graveyard match <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I can't remember if I said this during a, a podcast or, or not but um, speaking to Liam a few weeks back I Referred to the House of Horrors as the worst as the worst thing I'd ever seen. It's now a topic that's up for debate. I feel well, we having can be, be reminded of what no, we're they, about to they're witness. They're the same thing. They're the same thing. We'll come to this. Yeah, we're, we're, yet, we'll come we? to it. We're not there yeah. yet. No, this is Canyon's entrance for his match with Booker T, who looks exactly like Eddie Murphy at this point. By the way, <laughs> about a month removed. Booker, the only star on the show. So far. I don't think he's even a month removed. I think he's like three weeks removed from GI Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and being part of the Misfits and action. Using the zipline that didn't work properly. <laughs> so uh, the match starts, you get a spinning kick that knocks Canyon's wig off, a great clothesline. Uh, uh, that spinning kick with the wig going off, yeah. off is pretty cool, actually. Canyon's ace. Canyon's, I love Canyon's yeah. bumping in this match. Uh, this yeah. isn't a horrendous match. It's not like a great match by any means, but like, oh, there's some book of misses, some horrendous kicks and stuff like that. Yeah, though, but like, and, and this, so this is the first time when you mentioned it there, Kieran. A true honesty. I mean, they they were awake for Chronic, but they were reacting far bigger to Booker T. Yeah, presence and everything. Line by Madden, uh, maybe miss on Booker. He doesn't exactly walk on the same side as the street as me, and then he goes and say, explain how he's pretty good if you get it. Because he's black. Yeah. <laughs> so even though he's black, he thinks he's all right. I guess was the point <laughs> of that line. That's what he says. Madden going for the street cred. <laughs> Van racist. <laughs> yeah, I street cred in what Alabama or something. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Um, book D grabs uh, the positively Canyon book, which is obviously DDP's book with his face superimposed on the top, and a brick falls out. 
the match spills outside. The brick gets taken away. Canyon stands on the uh, stands the steps on a fallen Booker T, and then comes off the end of the chair to the steps to the head. No DQ. Yeah. With <laughs> the, br- the brick in the. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, there's a baseball slide with a uh, Booker T up against the ring post, and Canyon busts out Cesaro's second rope uh, superplex with the gut with a uh, Booker standing on the apron, which kind of a uh, caught me for a bit of a caught me a bit of jar. Um, Canyon gets a Canyon sucks chant so the crowd's finally woken up Seth Alabama slam from Canyon a reverse Boston crab which is this is my problem with Canyon right he's a fucking tryhard yeah. <laughs> he like, was it looks stu- it looks stupid anyway okay you're trying to do cool stuff right execute it well you're a tryhard you look like an indie geek trying to do stuff because it's different and you execute it shit and wacky you're not, put on a normal Boston crab have not, a bit of talk motherfucker not, he might have won the match I'm you're, just, not, I'm you're just, not wrong but at least at this point he's one of the few that are trying no, I'm not accepting that. I thought he was good. I, I'm, I'm dis- really going to disagree here. Have you ever done that reverse Boston Crab Lane? Never. You thank you. <laughs> I might now, just to prove <laughs> a point. Booker goes for a steel chair, but the ref pulls it away because we can't have weapons in this match. Yeah. Uh, Canyon then hits him with a book to the head for a two count. The camera misses. The book, got the the book that doesn't have the brick in. Doesn't, doesn't have a brick in, which is why he was able to kick out. He no sells it. He does the he does the spin rooney after this. Of course, yes. you are forgiven because the camera the well, camera so completely missed it. it. Yeah. So that's the reason why. But it they made do more shout sense. about it on commentary, don't they? They're sort of shouting. You think, well, I can't see happening, sort of thing. So. Yeah. Uh, I will just say there is a little bit of continuity here because the following year when. Um, I returned to Florida. I was able to. Uh, I saw in a dollar store a copy of DDP's book, but I picked it up. There was no brick in it, so I left it. I <laughs> uh, Canyon kicks out of Booker T's axe kick and kicks out of the book end. Yeah, what was that? About? Kicks out of all of his moves. Booker T goes to the top rope, and Jeff Jarrett comes out, hits him in the head with the guitar. We get a Canyon cutter from the second rope, and Chris Canyon has beaten Booker T. Other than going on to what will happen later, did Jarrett have any business being involved? He says here? he's going to fuck with the show because Hogan's not there. Right. That, that had, but not with Booker or Canyon. Had, there had been some interplay on Thunder between Booker and Jarrett okay. leading up to this because Hogan wasn't there on Thunder or, or Nitro, so Jarrett was kind of fucking around. And they had like some interplay with Booker, so there okay. was a bit so of a precursor least, uh, to it. Yeah. Um, so Canyon gets which the victory. The commentators didn't draw reference to on the show. No, no. Uh, they cut backstage to Mike Awesome, who's chatting up Jeff Jarrett's fat lady. Yes, by this point, folks, he has become the fat chick thriller. But he's, he's, he's in the uh, transition phase here, from career killer to fat chick thriller. Himself. He was. He was. He was. Uh, you know, yeah. Bring out the inner, the inner uh, lover of BBWs, I guess, <laughs> as they say. Uh, Pamela Paulshark walks uh, walks up and says, "Hey, Mister Muscles, Mike." <laughs> <coughs> um, Fatty walks off Pamela Paulshock asks about Scott Stein his opponent tonight and Mike says that he beat him twice tonight is the trifecta and then says just because you can't uh, be as hot as her the fat lady doesn't mean you have to be jealous <laughs> because Russo subtle as a moose in a bathtub has to get this point across Mike Awesome likes the big girls another Holty Oversell coming up because I, I turned to my mate and told him about all the ECW matches I'd seen of Mike Awesome's and what we were in, in store for we're going to see a top rope powerbomb yeah, through a table to the of, floor didn't get any of that <laughs> no you didn't we've got Scott Steiner coming out with Medasia um, Mark Madden gets a cushion for the push in line <laughs> a little bit humorous Scott's entrance looked great as well he's Flash awesome I, I just get so frustrated anytime I watch any of this stuff and see Scott Steiner and just think why like a bigger deal in 99 yeah. when you had a chance oh, he's so fucking immobile at this point oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, can, yeah, ba- yeah. can barely walk straight um, awesome comes out Scott Steiner with an axe and loft the apron which was uh, a lot better than what you did <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bad Blood 2003 that's exactly where my mind went the second <laughs> I saw that 
Scott Starling gets backdropped over the guardrail and Awesome does a running dive into the crowd, so Awesome's trying here. Yeah. We get <laughs> Yeah, and as uh, Scotty catches him, they kind of do the fox trot backwards ten yards <laughs> until they disappear out of sight. Because Scotty wasn't gonna go down, obviously. No, of course not. We then get the uh the North American Wrestling 2000 walk and brawl spot yeah. which was you know arm around the head was a staple a staple <laughs> of the time which really just shows off how small the arena is like when they do that because where they went is that's it you're out, it's worse you're out later, in the concessions and out again then it's so. worse later but yeah I mean they, they, this is the first time they go yeah. out and they go to the doors, to doors. The yeah, yeah. and walk all the way back for some just thrilling stuff um, second rope belly to belly from Scott Steiner Scott's just beating the shit out of him here awesome uh, knocks Steiner to the floor and does an elbow from the apron Cactus Jack style Carl no no, no. it's not no okay they're hitting each other with chairs they're hitting each other with a ring bell no disqualification yeah this is where we get the line let's blow the rest for letting it go it, uh, it could have been a count out or even a DQ at this point yeah. even a DQ like surprise you guess what guys there could have been a DQ here as like Steiner's hitting him with a chair or something like yeah. really yeah. subtle yeah. Yeah. yeah bear that in mind as we progress with this match Oh yes, more chair shots. Just several chair shots. Tony Schiavone says, like we say, give the referee credit for relaxing the rules. <laughs> what? Um, after, after we just saw, by the way, the referee pull a chair away from Booker T in the previous match, but only after it had been used several times. <laughs> <laughs> he also walks on the wrong side of the street to the referee. Uh, a slingshot splash and a top rope clothesline from Awesome. The cat walks out, fresh from his beating from the Young Dragons. He's back. Uh, and he's got a microphone Scott Steiner with an overhead belly to belly oh, which no, drops Mike yeah. Awesome right on his fucking head oh. poor poor bastard this was the one thing I knew from Nitro before I went that the Steiner recliner had been banned I so did. this I'm was not one bit of context I, I knew I wasn't aware of this and since they hadn't mentioned it on the show at no, this point no. I wasn't aware of it with oh. the cat's powers of telepathy as Steiner is standing up just waving his arms like it's over the cat screams oh no you don't <laughs> over the microphone uh, as he goes the, for the, the recliner the sign was the sign for the recliner of course, wasn't it? So of he was course. setting up for it there so. Scott Steiner does what we all wanted to do and punches the cat in the face yeah <laughs> right off the apron fantastic um, Steiner goes for a tiger drive but awesome back uh, gives him like a headbutt with the back of his head to the balls <laughs> and then oh, punches no. him again right in the balls and the ref's cool with that Relax rules of course should have hit like dragon punched him in the balls and hit him with a hadaken as well <laughs> <laughs> it's all legal apart from the recliner which was banned on nitro yeah uh, awesome does his top rope splash for another two count Steiner back elbows awesome who falls back and elbows the ginger referee who by the way what a ginger ginger nut this guy was Auburn <laughs> the referee's down hilarious uh, the cat gets in Mike Awesome holds Scott Steiner for a kick and of course this all had to be behind the referee's back yeah, at this point I'm wondering why you need the ref bump exactly hilarious Steiner moves of course Mike Awesome gets kicked a belly to belly on the cat Go for a cover. The referee is in the worst position possible. Yeah, even, awesome's, even the refs aren't trying anymore. Awesome's arms are all in the rope and by the yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah. And then he just gets his shoulder up and he just stops the count. Oh well. We get another rolling belly to belly from Maybe Steiner. Maybe it's a rule where like, it's not the shoulders, it's your hips have to be down. <laughs> oh, let's not get into that sort of territory. No, because the, 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 once those doors it's are not, open... It's not just that there's no rules, it's that there's Russo rules. <laughs> <laughs> like Raven's rules. 
<laughs> the cat on the mic once again says, Oh no, you don't. I'll strip you the yeah. title if you do that move. It's an illegal move. Scott Steiner says, Fuck you. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Does the move, the bell rings, and it's over. The, the best all at this point, this is where best friend Paul turns to me and said, That's what's banned, a safe camel clutch. Because <laughs> it looked like when you think about the way the recliner works, it's like a camel clutch but, with none of the, none of the talk in it. Yeah. Oh, it's going to get better than that whole thing because I assume Mike Awesome is now the champion, Liam. They don't know this. Mike Man actually flat out asks, Is he the champion I'm now? Sure what, what's the deal? I'm uh, not sure. Meanwhile, Scotty and Medeja celebrate on the ramp. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. showing just how much the US title meant yeah. to him. Thank God I got rid of that without dropping it. Yeah, the cat grabs the belt and walks off. Scott Steiner charges down the apron and attacks him too. Yeah. Scott Steiner gets back in and then hits half Nelson German suplex on Mike Awesome and drops him right on his head again. Also, while I'm wondering, we're back to this Russo shades of grey element, I suppose, because in theory, Cat has been positioned as a babyface throughout the night, trying to. Well, he? he's trying to. I'm not buying this He's trying to secure, make sure that Hogan turns up. He's trying to make sure that there is a main event for the fans. Is it odds with Jarrett, Jarrett? as the heel is threatening to screw mm. with the show. So then the cat comes out and does this mm. to the babyface Scott Steiner. Is this because of something that happened in New York that I don't know? About? <laughs> it might well be. It okay. might well be. Uh, again, the announcers put this match over. <laughs> Huge. Scott Steiner poses uh, to music to end this segment, of course, the loser of the match. Yeah, yeah. But just absolutely just battered the shit out of Mike Awesome in this segment. Um, there you go. So there you have it. Tony Schiavone says, We're going to take you now to the graveyard match. To which Mark Mann says, Ooh. <laughs> and then he just holds. Foreboding. Like a, and then he just holds a face that looks like he's swallowed sour milk, like. For the rest of the segment. Had they already seen it? Scott Scott Hudson's <laughs> head sinks to the ground. <laughs> it's fucking yeah, they'd already seen it, hadn't they? They had to have already seen it. So we cut to the demon, Asia, and little Nate. Poor little Nate. Walking around through the graveyard. With a set. torch. But, but I did a flaming torch. To me, this was the most genuinely funny line of the show. When the demon is asking Charles Robinson to make sure that muscular Asia... Is, is kept safe this is great to which, to which nature replies who's going to look after me we need to do this exchange justice because it was actually one of the more poorly acted things you've ever oh, seen you're right. like oh, it's ex- Demon, except, except for little mage Demon says Asia stay back Asia says no I'm going with you Demon says fine <laughs> well, suppose, we, suppose we are here now <laughs> for anyone who's seen the second Mortal Kombat film all three of you including me it's on par with that. Annihilation. It's <laughs> a movie. Tony Schiavone calls him the demon Dale Torborg. A fierce... We're, sh- and, we're shooting a fierce real names. names. It's uh, the dark side of Dale Torborg. Of course it is. It's the bullshit side of Dale Torborg. Big Kiss fan. Well, that's what supposed to be in Kiss. I said I don't know. Yes. Because, <laughs> this, <laughs> because, else on the show, yeah. because this would have been billed as a special main event. Yeah, so because uh, <laughs> they had to, because they had to. Come so, try to let's me. backtrack here before we get into the nuts and bolts of the action here. Halty, I've got to ask as the as the man in the building. Yeah. The and again before we hit the specifics, the general vibe, feeling in the arena of watching the Horrendous. graveyard match. Okay, so <laughs> this is this is the lowest point of the show, which is an amazing thing to say. Um, but this was the screen rewatching it on the um, on the network. You, you could see infinitely more than we could in the arena. I know everyone always talks about this being like you can't see anything there's no light and stuff this was infinitely more viewable like we just couldn't see anything 
and I always remember this is the other pop-up of, of bald cigarette guy where bald cigarette guy who is in I think the row ahead of me because that's why the cigarettes keep getting flicked back um, he just stands up about five minutes into it and he says I didn't pay $20 to watch a goddamn movie as I turn to Paul and go how's he only paid $20 because we paid 30 but we also didn't want to watch the goddamn movie it was horrendous it, I, what, when you watch it back you sit there thinking it would have been way smarter if they'd have like played that the crowd sound I think they were we just didn't like no one reacted to it well, no one could tell what was happening it literally was like a whole dead I mean how long was it 10, 15, 10, 10 it can't have been more than 14 because that would have made it the longest match ahead of Chronic um, but like if it's if there's a time it on a it it's a good 10 minutes of like yeah there's no bell is there oh, it was a match it, technically it was the longest match because the match didn't end until he got back to the arena very true so it was the longest yeah, match yeah. on the show so but it ah, was horrendous the sound was awful the um the video was you could barely make it it is one of the worst live things I've ever seen at a wrestling show like just how about any show yeah one of the worst things I've ever seen ever it was just and again I oversold under delivered because I told him Sting would be there so well <laughs> Sting might have been I'm not sure still at the we'll, end we'll come to yeah. that we'll come to that we don't know for sure um, of course they're, lo- they're walking around the graveyard looking for Vampira to start this episode <laughs> hang on hang on <laughs> They spot a coffin. They spot a coffin. And he's, they open it up. He's not inside. Demon screams, Where are you? Tony Schiavone says, Vampiro is winning the mind games here, guys. <laughs> he's, he's in the... And then... And then... And then, and then Vampiro, a.k.a. George of the Jungle. He's in the fucking tree. He's in the tree. fact, he was in the tree. He was in the tree. He, like, leans out of the tree for a bit where then he just jumps down. The only thing missing was he making some sort of bird noise as he jumped out. And then again, I can't... The best bits of announcing on this show are the deadpan short lines. Like, hey, look, it's Bill Clinton. Yeah, well, he, he was in a tree. Yeah. You know, just these little bits that you would never expect to hear on a wrestling show. It's just tremendous. <laughs> There's a rock bottom on the grass. Which, must have, which probably must have hurt like hell. You can't, oh, if the grass was uneven, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't <laughs> see shit. That fucking lump. Oh. Even on TV, I couldn't see shit. And to help this, Charles Robinson's holding a flashlight. Yeah. That's the lighting budget in 2000 WCW. Like waving it round like a lightsaber as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Um, it would have been more entertaining if he'd made the noises. Um, Fuck you, Vampiro. Asia kicks Vampiro. Vampiro is thrown to an open grave. Tony Schiavone says that the winner is the first person to get to the arena. Uh, Demon is dragged to the grave... Um, and then gets his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, they end up in, in. Oh, I'll let you walk through the yeah. by play. So I basically, as 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 Vampiro just beats the shit out of uh, of the demon, he then grabs Asia and leaves with her. Charles. This is the first of a number of false finishes yeah. where Asia gets taken and then left somewhere else in the graveyard. It's great. Vampiro grabs her, leaves with her. Charles Robinson is just standing there by the open grave, showing his torch on the demon after his job is to look after Asia. He's just there, just standing over him over the open grave with his little sorry ass flashlight. Looking at the demon, Dale Torborg. Um, Tony Schiavone in dramatic fashion says, He took off with Asia. (laughs) Demon asks Charles Robinson, Where is she? (laughs) How's it fine now? Robinson says, They went that way. I'll stay here. I don't know what he would have done staying there in the middle of a graveyard after the match is finished. And then, of course, it leads to the comedy where he says, Hey, wait for me. Comedy. Poor Charles. 
He wasn't in charge this night. They then follow <laughs> the back of the running demon Dale Torborg, who finds Asia by a lake lying down. As he consoles her, Vampiro rises from the lake and pulls him in. I've got, I've got, I've got. <laughs> Matt Hardy loves this. <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting, you were... Sort of throws the, the time frames all to shit, admittedly. But you were half expecting Vanguard one to rock yeah. up at some point. And this, yeah. uh, this match is, I'm going to say it next, I'm getting it first. This is House of Horrors, Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor in his demon gimmick. Oh, oh. wait for it. I hope so. <laughs> as, 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 Filmed by Matt Hardy. <laughs> as Vampiro pulls in uh, the demon, Mark Man screams, Oh my god, oh my god, he was waiting for him. We've got, we've I got... love this. Just think of this. He's actually got the advantage already. He's kicking, he he's just thrown him into yeah. an open grave yeah. and then jumps in the water, hoping that he'll come and get his girlfriend <laughs> and then pulls him into the water so he can beat him up some more. Get him twice. Get yeah, him twice. It's like the equivalent of like, either like Japanese strong style false finishes like you know he's like commentary at this point we've gone to new boundaries <laughs> fucking right we have yeah Tony Schiavone says this Shots is to new lows yeah Tony Schiavone then follows up that line with this is Florida there could be alligators yes, in that water in that. somewhere <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> they wow. exchange but he also does clarify that he has no idea where the graveyard is so it could be miles away it might not even be in Florida for all we know <laughs> no. <laughs> no it could be the Dewey I, I will say it might not be we'll in Florida be in because I can guarantee when I went into that arena it was daylight and when I left that arena it was still lighter than it was in that graveyard so I don't know where they were in that stage Australia so, yeah it must have been <laughs> I don't know man I can't think of a, I can't, I can't think of a, a rational explanation for this. No, I wouldn't try. Maybe Vampiro <laughs> took him to hell. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm Batman. He, he may reference that as the match goes on. They exchange shit punches in the water. Vampiro rams, rams the demon's head to the ground. Asia is apparently tormented. Can, can I just say, just just quickly, there aren't many occasions where you look at sort of uh, comparisons and you would sit there and go, Al Snow and Bob Holly yeah, did better. <laughs> but on this yeah. occasion. Yeah. I think you can safely say that. Yeah. I said that we've gone to the boundaries line is as little nature's helping demon out of the pond. That's right. <laughs> is that the new buddy movie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is after demon's been like just thrown in the lake and he's dead. Uh, Mark Mann comes out with now is Torborg unconscious in the water? That obviously wouldn't be too good for him. <laughs> True. We got to little nature's in the lake now. He's dived in headfirst to do uh, to save the demon. That's when we get the line about the new boundaries. Yeah. Uh, we follow a running demon and Charles Robinson. Demon finds Asia lying unconscious once again next to the <laughs> casket that we saw originally. And wouldn't you know what happens? Vampiro's inside, gets out, and spits mist in the face of the demon, who just kind of is mildly inconvenienced by the mist. <laughs> Doesn't sell it wildly or anything like that. Oh, no, what? Fuck's sake. Here we go again. Yeah. Um, demon sells it very, very slowly. Vampire, uh, Vampiro says, It's the moment of truth. Live or die, join me. Ice cream die. <laughs> I, I thought it was talking about himself. So. <laughs> yeah. Demon screams, never. Vampiro says, you should have <laughs> In the campiest way. Yeah, I know. Never. <laughs> <laughs> of Arabia. Never. <laughs> Vampiro says, you should Never sh- surrender. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight you on the beaches, Vampiro. I'll fight you <laughs> in the park. I'll fight you in the graveyard. I'll fight you in the <laughs> Never surrender. <laughs> That's moment of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Terrific. Vampiro says, You should have joined me and hits him with a block. You should have joined me, Luke. <laughs> Vampiro. I was going to say, was anyone else waiting for the bit where Vampiro says, I am your father? Yeah, should have been. 
Vampiro puts him in a casket and then tips it into the grave and says, say hi to Sting when you see him in hell. He then leaves. He spits for emphasis. <laughs> he does. And then, and then, in typical fashion for this entire show, Tony Schiavone says, if the demon is conscious, what is going through his head? He is trapped in an open grave. The sentence isn't finished when we cut to Shane Douglas's face yeah. as Gene Oakland says, Franchise, after turning your back on Buff Bagwell, you claim, of course, that you carried it on your back. As me and Gene is wearing the same shit Hawaiian shirts that the announcers are wearing. Yeah, I mean, we can only assume that Vampiro's... Because Vampiro wanders off. I'm guessing he's going to his Uber pickup point. <laughs> so, I, think. I, I will say on the plus, I think this is the last time we ever see Asia. Oh. <laughs> Again, well, on a pop so, that information. <laughs> silver linings and crumbs of comfort, people. Yeah. So again, we got no, we got no time to worry about. We got no time to worry about anything else. Shane Douglas says there are a few guarantees in this sport, but he guarantees he'll beat Buff because he is that damn good. Mm. Which in 2000 was quite a well-known phrase of mm. uh, someone else. Huntors. Mm. We get a screen wipe, and we go to when you order bash at the beach, you get a chance to be Kornberg's manager. Oh, manager. <laughs> oh God! It's not the we, mouse pad from Spring Stampede. I don't think we were that in the arena. <laughs> oh, Buff Bagwell's music hits. And then the franchise comes out for their uh, one-on-one match. Buff sniffing away like he's done about a fucking shoe bag. Uh, shoe bag? <laughs> he did. Don't he got a bowling bag full of yeah. coke. Yeah, he's done his rails. Oh, yeah. What was the, uh, the the crowd's reaction to this? After the graveyard match, were they happy to see live action again, Halsey? Yeah. yeah, I would say that the fact that there was something in the arena, but I would say upon re-watching, this is the match I had the least recollection of from yeah. the show. Like, you know, I, just, I was never a big Buff fan, so... Franchise sucks chant to start from. Yeah, like yeah, there was some, yeah, yeah, there was some... <laughs> Just get the chick. Yeah, I just it's a bit, bit of a nothing match. Two guys didn't go on to do a lot more. So yeah. shit Sh- brawling. Shane Douglas low blows him, of course. Pulls up the mat and goes for a pile driver on the mat, and then gets backdropped on the double mat. <laughs> so it's great stuff. Cushioned his own fall. Shane crotches Buff on the post into the low blow, punches a steel chair into his face. Franchise is in control when Tory Wilson comes out. Again, he's in control as Tory comes out. Keep that in mind. Franchise turns his back to Buff and puckers up to Tori, who slaps him in the face. Buff then rolls him up, but it's only a two. Buff makes the comeback as Tori Wilson cheers on Buff. She then gets in the ring. They have a really poor kiss. He turns around, and of course, as you do any time you, you kiss a girl, he turns around into the double bicep pose, <laughs> and then she kicks him right in the balls. <laughs> I swear. A Pittsburgh plunge. For a two count! It's all for a near fall. Shane's expression is just fucking hysterical and he kicks out too and he's like... <laughs> it's just absolutely absurd. Buff escapes a slam and hits a double on DDT. Not selling anything that's just happened. Two count. Goes for the blockbuster. Tori grabs his leg. Uh, Buff Bagwell grabs her hair. Chucks her off the apron. Shane Douglason hits a spinning atomic drop. And a shitty jawbreaker, which oh Tony God. Schiavone sells it like Mankind's been thrown off Hell in a Cell. It is the worst move. Oh, what a move! No reaction from the crowd, Halty. Nope. Three counts. Match is over. I think this is one of the things that I like, vividly remember about the show is the finishes never happened when you, you thought they logic And I'm not just saying when you thought they would, because sometimes it's cool when you get a finish that doesn't come when you think it is. But they, like, logical ends to matches, it was almost like, ha, we showed you. They were going to attack something absolutely ridiculous on to finish yeah. it. That, oh, it's bizarre. You thought that finish was the finish? Yeah. No, the chin breaker yeah. is the finish. Get it right. Tori kisses Shane Douglas. Really awkwardly. Like they're, they're, these two people look. I think Tori, they have t- no chemistry. Tori's trying problem. to get into. I think Shane's the one which is surprised. Shane's like, a little like he's got his arm around it. Like he's not. His hands not touching. It's like wrist and wrist touching, like that kind of thing. Mm. Like, like wrist touch, Carl. Um, 
And given how the way Tory Wilson looked at this, uh, on this, much on like this I was looking at you right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I meant how uh, she physically looked. Oh, Tory okay. looks nothing like Carl looks right no. now. No, <laughs> she looked rather good. My, she looked good. My tits are bigger. <laughs> Not no, no. What than Shane's? I disagree. <laughs> Than either. No. <laughs> we cut backstage to the back. <laughs> Where Hulk Hogan is walking yeah. in his NWO Hollywood Hogan gear. Uh, we then cut to Gene Oakland with Jeff Jarrett, who calls him a Jurassic slap ass. Straight away, this is by the way. So yeah. they've instantaneously cut. Oh shit! Jarrett's been with Gene. We can only imagine waiting for Hogan to do this interview. To do yeah yeah. So Gene yeah. So Hogan walks. Split milliseconds later, Jarrett is there with Gene to, to talk about the fact that Hogan is now there. Mm. Uh, Jarrett says he has allies. Asks if he's seen the usual suspects. Oh, there you go. A film reference on a Vintry mm. Slow Show. Oh. I just thought this was just like a general chit chat between the two. I didn't really know. Oh, no, no, no. Gene throws to a video. Um, the music was pretty awful for this music video. Basically trying to demonstrate the history of Hogan and Jarrett, but again, it's just a mishmash of events. You, you yeah. take nothing away from the story here. I guess you're trying to make a coherent, um, like pre-match build-up from weeks of incoherent television. So that in a way, they do just slap a load of stuff together. One hand washes the other. Yeah, indeed. Michael Buffer is in the ring for the main event. <laughs> oh, Two yeah. hours oh, in. Buffers. Yeah. I hate the fucking buffers. Let's just hear what he has to say. Okay. For the past few weeks, two of the biggest stars in the world have been on a collision course. Bearing in mind, Hogan hasn't been on television for a week. <laughs> but enough about Rock and Triple H. Let's get to it. Yeah, exactly. Jeff Jarrett's music comes out and takes a while to get there. Oh, forever. Tony Schiavone yeah. says, For Terry Bollea, it's more than personal. Yeah, something... How can it be more than personal? Something <laughs> extra personal. <laughs> Super personal. Yeah, it's like... Supernaturally personal. Russo comes out with a baseball bat. Scott Hutton says, My God, that's Vince Russo. Thank you. Who's there every week? Yeah. Then Jeff Jarrett comes out. Uh, Scott Hutton calls Russo Kaiser Soze. There you go. Because that's why yes. he dropped it, because he wanted to refer to himself as Kaiser. Fucking Soze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From the first half of the film, not the second half, surely. For the big reveal. <laughs> Anyway, the NWO music plays. Hulk Hogan comes out to a mammoth reaction. Halty, clearly this is what the Florida... Uh, what for it? The, the Florida crackers, as Terry Funk calls them. The, the That's fight. what they were there for. Well, I, I suppose I half-delivered on this promise. I was like, now we're going to get to see a Hulk Hogan match, which we didn't really, <laughs> but we, at least we saw Hulk Hogan. Bear in mind that I never thought he'd be back to WWE at the time, so I was just happy to tick him off like, yeah, you saw Hulk Hogan list. So. Yeah. So Jarrett kind of is... <laughs> Hulk Hogan grabs a microphone and says... Jeff, you're the chosen one because I've chosen you to powerbomb your ass for my man Big Sexy. Jarrett's standing at the top of his ramp with his arms folded, completely unimpressed. Um, Hogan's pacing around, walking. Jarrett walks around, gets in, and then just lies on his back the second the bell rings. I said before this, while we're waiting, back, 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 when uh, we're waiting for Jarrett to come out when his music playing, mm -hmm. they, they're filling for time again, as they've done for half an hour, the commentators as they have done for a combined half an hour on well, the show were they just trying already. to clean up the cake again or uh, they... probably um, um, maybe Madden actually was trying to get some himself <laughs> the um, um, but they kept showing the same one slap nut sign in the crowd over and over and over again because like, they're doing that like the WE from different angles yeah <laughs> it's like it's not a very big building so it's the same shot from a different angle yeah. I don't remember many signs at all like yeah. there's loads of signs again th think of that 2000 where like in, on Raw everyone would have a sign you could, you yeah. there was still Especially a lot more there was still a lot see you but couldn't compared. see people. I wonder if maybe the signs were all over on the hard camera side, because like you know, on our side, I don't. I definitely didn't take one, but I was on no. Monday, so. that's a shame. You should have. What, what what would you have come up with? Would it have been a chronic sign? I didn't sign? really know. Yeah, probably a chronic sign. Uh, yeah, there was definitely a lot of signs because I remember thinking I hate signs, and I remember thinking I, I you know was like everyone else wanted to take signs and let's take fun signs. If 
personal expression. Well, there was a show in 2000 that you took signs to. Yeah, and my signs were hilarious. Um, but I now, I now hate. <laughs> I'm Steiner's dealer, being one of them. Yeah, yeah. It was a what was the one? Heidenreich. No, Heidenreich was different. That was a different one. That was yeah. years later. Yeah. The Heidenreich one was good. Heidenscheid. Heidenscheid. <laughs> that was it. Victimize, brutalize, sodomize. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Anyway, so the bell rings. Jeff Jarrett lies on his back. Mark Madden immediately See, gets all the beef about the finger poke of doom. Jarrett didn't even take a finger poke. No. Here. He just went straight down. Straight down. Mark Madden immediately. What's Jeff doing? <laughs> Scott Hudson says, "Is it Halloween Havoc all over again?" Bearing in mind that thirty seconds later, Giovanni comes out with something like, "We've never seen anything like this." <laughs> Well, the, the thing is, for, for those of you who do not know everything about Vince Russo's television, of course, this is a reference to the fact that at Halloween Havoc, they've done this exact same thing with Sting and Hulk Hogan. Oh. Which, of course, was never paid off and never... We're going to do it again here. <sighs> so who laid down for who there? Sting laid down for Hogan. No, uh, Hogan, Hogan, Hogan laid down for Sting. Laid down for Sting. Heel Sting. Yeah. They turned Sting at that point. Yes. Hogan looks at Russo as he looks at Jeff Jarrett lying on the floor... Russo walks up the stairs and throws the world championship belt in the ring and walks off. Mark Madden says, I think we're deviating from the norm here. Deviating from the script. I hate to say that, but what the hell is going on? I think we're witnessing something real here, folks. Which I get the impression was the audience's reaction as well. Yeah, I want to yeah, know what yeah. did you. What, what was the thought here in the building? Because we know what we think. We know what everyone listening thinks to this. Yeah, I mean this this particular part happened very. It's hard to differentiate the bit where this was happening to once you start getting the Russo promo, which in the building. Well, I'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get, like, to, it. get to that. But um, yeah, at this point, it was kind of just that whole "what the hell's happening" sort of thing. Um, but it just, you know, it, as I say, it happens all quite quickly, like Rousseau throwing the belt. And we had the perfect view of it all, like, you know, Rousseau slinging the belt in. Uh, I'm just, I, I vividly remember Hogan with the, um, what was it? It's this, this, is, this is the reason. The line, yeah. So he basically, he gets the microphone, Hogan does, and says, is this your deal, Rousseau? That's why this company's in the damn shape it's in, because of bullshit like yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I think that got a pop, I think. Like, yeah, like yeah pop, this like, company sucks. Yeah, Oh my god. Hogan puts his foot on Jarrett and Tony Schiavone says, My god, this is real life. <laughs> the three counts. Have to point out, by the way, that Vampiro is due back in the arena later on. <laughs> After this main event. The three count takes place. The fans are chanting, Bullshit. Mark Mann has his jaw agape. <laughs> Scott Hudson says, This isn't the kind of thing we go over in the production meeting. <laughs> oh boy, did I hate this. That they Tony Schiavone to says there are swerves and there are swerves yeah. and we've all been it's swerved <laughs> which I hope is written on the tombstone <laughs> for WCW <laughs> Tony Schiavone says after all these promos to lay down and then it's like it's too much for Tony and he can take no more <laughs> he just leans back with his head which, in his hands which, which he's done for the third pay-per-view in a row <laughs> Mark Madden and Scott Hudson slyly bury Hulk Hogan while this is going on. Uh, this is pretty wild. Yeah. No, it isn't. It's just confusing. And then we cut to Vampiro arriving in the arena. When it, well, arriving in the building, I should say. Walking past Hulk Hogan. And, and Nick Hogan. Nick Hogan. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and he's, Nick Hogan is holding the belt as they leave the building. Hopefully Nick didn't drive. Hey. <laughs> I love that Hulk's so pissed off he doesn't even carry the belt. And so he's like, take this kid. Here you go. So Hulk, Hulk takes that belt and the other belt that comes out yep. is a different we'll, belt. We'll come to that. What comes right. that? There's a great line about that. <laughs> there's, there's great stuff here. So anyway, 
Mark, they cut back to the announcers, and of course, they're still reacting to the real thing that they just occurred. Well, don't forget that, uh, you know, Scott Hudson has opened up his production notes and showed us the reams of Which looks like a Bible. (laughs) Fucking hell. Mark Mann says, that made the graveyard match look almost sane. (laughs) Vampiro comes out. Let's not go crazy, Mark. Vampiro comes out with a microphone. Tony Schiavone and Madden are just still talking about the title match. Scott Hudson says, let's give credence to what was really a great graveyard contest. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my god. What, what can you say? A great graveyard contest. Uh, <laughs> catch can classic. Vampiro does his promo, says this is the greatest graveyard match he's ever seen. <laughs> it's up there. Vampiro is promo, never his strong suit. Says the demon is dead. There's a We Want Sting chant. I'm assuming you started by you and your buddy, Halty. Quite probably. After, after you sold him. I'm not sure if we got him. <laughs> no. And then. Those mysterious black cloaked figures, says Shivani. Druids. The yeah. druids. Obviously, the druids. It's, it's druids with sting masks and baseball bats. They, they come out dragging a coffin out. It looks like it's the coffin from the graveyard match that we saw previously. Um, and then Vampira kind of goes out of the ring. The arena is shrouded in darkness. And then out of the casket, we think comes Sting. But it's too dark to see, and the crowd doesn't react at all. Yeah. You've got all these guys in Sting masks. That's the problem. It looked no. like Sting. He had, he had face paint and his long hair. It looked like it could have been it Sting. It looked like a mask. It was Sting or Farmer. So I thought it was, I thought it looked, it was a Sting. I, admittedly, I wasn't exactly Cobus Mentos at this but, point. But, and dare, dare I, I hesitate to use this phrase, but it would make sense, bearing in mind the way that this company runs things, for them to actually have Sting and put him, put the mask over him. Or Marty Genetic. It would just sum the comparison. Well, yeah, we're going to have Sting on the show, but we'll put the mask over him and have it dimly lit anyway. Of course, the illusion is it's Sting. Sting's music plays for about three seconds and then they cut to church music. Um, uh, which um, which is actually... Uh, I will say that church music is something that the network have dubbed over. Oh, really? Because it's, it's Sting's knockoff Metallica oh, thing that, pe- that plays throughout. So they're left in five seconds of, of Metallica yeah. song. Which was a knockoff anyway yeah. to play organ music. Yeah. <laughs> All right then. In the God of the Vida, it was not. The, the lights turn to a purple hue. Vampiro is in the coffin, dead, while the cloaked figures are pointing baseball bats at him, and we have a close up on Vamp's face for <laughs> about a minute. Couldn't look more campy. <laughs> As they announce, yes, he won the graveyard match. <laughs> but did he really? <laughs> you know, no, he definitely won the graveyard match. No. You know, it's the trend here. A lot of the winners of these matches don't look like winners. <laughs> Finishes completely irrelevant and bullshit and make you just forget anything you've seen. And nearly 17 years on, I'm still none the wiser if I saw Sting. (laughs) (laughs) Answers, please. Write in, folks. Gene is backstage with Goldberg. Uh, It's a pissed-off heel bill, of course. He uh, turned heel, he joined the New Blood, if you remember them, at uh, the Great American Bash. He wants to make Nash suffer and then rip up the contract, says he'll end Hull's career, and there's nothing that either of them can do about it. So, someone... Has given Bill Goldberg control. Russo was. It was yes. Specifically. Russo gave Bill Goldberg control over Scott Hall's contract. Uh, Bill Goldberg then challenged, I guess, Nash to a match, saying, putting the contract on the line, he'll rip it up if he loses, which he could do anyway. But I'm guessing the logic is he wants a match with Nash because obviously he cost him with the taser and all that, and his streak. So his intentions are good. His intentions are babyface intentions. He had to wrangle a match. With Nash to get his and be honest, the other guys are the pricks here. Exactly. <laughs> the baby faces, they're the pricks in this exactly. story. That's the point, it doesn't make any fucking sense. No. As, as the Goldberg <clears throat> promo hints at in the poorly produced video package, 
I gave you people a hero. Fucking <laughs> yeah. idiot. Yeah, they've been trying to kill the company for three years, and you fucking idiots laughed. You cheered them on. Yeah. Well done, morons. Yeah. Vince Russo comes out to no music. Scott Hudson says, that's not Vince Russo the character, oh. that's Vince Russo the boss. Oh, Kaiser Soze. Indeed. Who isn't the boss? He just <laughs> leads creative. And he gets sent home before the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, well. Russo then cuts the promo, Matt. And I, 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 I'm, I'm wanting to know, we'll, 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 we'll redo what he said. He's so sad. He's so sad. He, uh, uh, there's that one clip I love where he's got his head hanging over the oh, head. No, 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 eventually yeah. he's like, oh, God, yeah. Oh, no, do that now. And it's like, yeah. so I, we'll get to the verbiage here, then we'll obviously we'll, we'll hit uh, the, the live perspective. Uh, but, but while he's got his head bowed, by the way, yeah, the com- cuts to commentary and they're all praying too. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> solemn moment. This. Yeah. Because it's real. Russo says, three weeks ago I left WCW. <laughs> and that's when he hangs his head. We cut to the announcers. Man's amused. Uh, Shivani says, this is real life here, fans. Again, just so you all know. Yeah. He says he left and didn't know if he would come back. And he hits the line about the bullshit of the politics behind oh, that curtain. From day one. From day one. You know, I've got a wife, I've got two kids, and I really don't need this shit. <laughs> Pro wrestling that you've all paid for. Yeah. This shit. <laughs> it's in the damn shape it is right now. Because yeah. of the bullshit. bullshit. Why, 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 by the way, did Nash's promo get bleeped, but... But Vinnie Russo to didn't. say shit and not, bullshit. Not the script mates real life. Well, yeah, ah, it, it wasn't, true, it wasn't scripted. There's no censor on real life. Ah, true. Of course. Um, God, I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> the announcer shots are actually pretty funny at this point because it's just fucking not the theatre for the bazaar. It's like we're all watching together with these fucking this clown show. Um, Russo says he came back for the boys. The boys in the back. At back. which point I was expecting the Harrises to appear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the Booker T's, the MIAs, the Animals, the Jeff Jarrett's, the guys in the back that give a shit about this company. This is where I tuned out so I was like, fucking, where's Chronic in that list? <laughs> <laughs> Ungrateful bastard. Yeah. Where's your tag champs? And let me tell you who doesn't give a shit. That goddamn politician Hulk Hogan. They talk about how today he showed up and wanted to play his creative control card. And uh, that means he beats Jeff Jarrett tonight. When, uh, when he knew it was bullshit. When he knew it was bullshit. He does set record for like bullshit and goddamn in this promo. He says he promises or he'll go in the goddamn grave. We'll never see that piece of shit again. Talking about Hogan. Um, Nobody is going to be ripped off tonight, says Vince Russo. <laughs> after they fucking flagrantly misadvertise the main event. How no did, one's going to be false how advertised. How did you feel at that line, Holty? <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind that I turned up not really knowing what the hell was happening. I don't think I could really hold him against him <laughs> what, what, what the main event was. Yeah. Uh, he says that uh, Hulk Hogan's belt is the now the Hulk Hogan Memorial belt. It ain't worth shit. <laughs> the champ is Jarrett, who doesn't screw anybody back there. After we've just seen him talking to the cat all show, politicking to try and get... And, what is this? And had screwed that's, with the show. Oh, no, but that's, yeah, but that's part of the show. But back then, he doesn't do it back there. This no, is no, in front of the people. No, this is like, this it's is so a, fucking stupid. All right, you see, this is the point. Put all this into context. This is going to lead to Booker, right? He announced Booker. Is Booker... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoilers, let me get the end of the verbiage. <laughs> let me get the end of the verbiage. No, fuck it, who cares? Go on, Kieran, <laughs> go, go ahead. Um... Okay, so the Russo, the Jarrett. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing, Booker, sorry, Russo and Jarrett are obviously in cahoots. Mm-hmm. This is the plan. This is what they're going to do. This is why Jarrett. Jarrett's getting pissed off because he wants Hogan there so they can fucking verbally rape him. Apparently. So the plan is that's that's plan A. But if he's not there, why does he go out and attack Booker still? Because so in whatever happens, 
he knew the plan was he's going to defend his title, which he's he's going to lose. Actually, he's going to actually lose, but then gain back without winning it, and he's still the world champion. It's the same top, but he's going to defend that title against Booker T. He knows this because he's friends with Russo. This is the plan. Maybe he was actually cheap shotting him to get an advantage. So was that? Is that the story? So he was trying to weaken him. Okay. I guess so. And he lost as well. But Vince Russo, knowing he wants the best for the show, puts Booker T into the match after he's already booked him to lose to Jeff Jarrett. So he's not exactly putting oh, his strongest guys. In, you know, he's not really showcasing Booker T. He's actually had him lose at the hands of Jeff Jarrett. It doesn't make any sense to me, Liam. Someone explain it to me. Sorry, Vince. I've interrupted you here, and you're halfway through your promo. That's bullshit on my behalf. <laughs> I think it's probably best to just sum this up with the line from the Daphne video. We're now caught up in a tangled web of deceit <laughs> and betrayal. <laughs> Except this time we're spelling it right. <laughs> Vince Russo continues and says, The champ is Jeff Jarrett, and who, yeah, obviously he doesn't screw anybody. Uh, Jeff Jarrett will defend against a son of a bitch who can't get a goddamn break because <laughs> of the Hulk Hogan's. And that's, of course, Booker T. Jeff Jarrett and Booker T are the reasons I'm in this stinking business to begin with. And they'll tear this goddamn house down. And Hulk Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my hands. <laughs> and then storms off. We're back with the announcers. And Scott Hudson's just there and goes, this is great. Yeah, We're going to have some explaining to do tomorrow. Mark Madden says he'd marry him if he was a woman. Yeah. So I just put, Madden wants to fuck Russo. Weird. Well, Russo did mention a few weeks ago about wrestling fans being gay. He did. And in the biggest fucking ego. Imagine writing... Russo's writing the show. He writes Tony Schiavone to say, What we have seen is Vince Russo, regardless of what side you take, has busted his ass for this company, pour his heart out in a shoot. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Scott Hudson reaffirms, This wasn't in the format, Carl. (laughs) Fucking format. (laughs) And there's a lot that's in that format. Oh, we have seen... Scott, oh yeah, Scott Hudson then kind of Fuck swiftly yeah, moves. Tolstoy looked at it and thought it was long. Yeah. So with all of this said, I've got to get it from you, Halty, straight from the source. The live perspective in the Ocean Centre of, of, of this dialogue that, to me, not a lot of people would know what they're talking about. I can definitely speak to, obviously, what was going on in my section. And um, <clears throat> to say that there was nobody reacting to it would definitely be a, a, a disservice and, a, and an underselling of it. Obviously, people like myself who who were the epitome at that time of, of sort of smart marky, like, you know, wanted to, oh, you know, insider, insider. Yeah. And not in terms of, like, the bullshit, we're off the script, folks. Like, you know, that's my pet haters announcers. But in terms of, like, some of the things that Russo was trying to say about, like, letting the younger guys... So there was an element of people who were nodding along... I don't. I don't think anyone was eating it up. Put it that way. But there was a huge section of that crowd that had just not got. I don't even want to say not got the foggiest. I think if I played that promo to my parents, they would be able to understand what he was talking about. Really? But they wouldn't care. Like they wouldn't yeah. care. It's not that you can't, as a, a speaker of the English language, understand what he is saying. But bear in mind that we had just sat through this ridiculously long graveyard match where we couldn't see, see anything or hear anything. I don't think any one part of it is the death of casual fandom, but oh my god, there's so many pieces of it. Yeah. It's like a seven course tasting menu with one <laughs> bit that anyone wants to eat. And everyone just, like, people, by the point Rousseau came out that first time, were just ground down by it all, you know, by, yeah. by all of it. And bear in mind, we didn't even, we couldn't even hear the wacky bits with the, the commentators talking and stuff, like, which is some of the worst of it all. But I think that's why a bit later on when we'll get to talking about um, Booker and Jarrett actually coming out, finally a wrestling match where these two guys, 
be whatever came before and Jarrett lying down and all that, but an actual match with two guys that we're quite pleased yeah. to see. But on that note, though, was it a deal where, because you mentioned there about like how you, know, you play it to your opponents, they know the stuff about the creative control card and all yeah. that stuff, and Jarrett lying down, like... I, I, I'm fascinated with the idea of the people in the building who just didn't know what this was. Yeah, I think you had um, a lot of people who, through parts of the show, were just drifting out anyway. Like, you know, like like I mentioned it, the graveyard match was really, like, um, a lot of people would be wandering off to the concession, but it's not a huge building. So if you take 10 or 15 people out of a section, that's a, a big chunk of a section. So um, it, it was definitely an element of... I'd say the one thing that goes in his favour is Rousseau talks at a million miles an hour. So it swears a lot. It swears a lot. So there was enough in there. Like I remember the big ball bastard line getting a bit of a pop, <laughs> and these were people who've been cheering Hogan when he walked yeah. out like two minutes before. What about your mate? What about your mate though? Who was like casual wrestling? Fan, I, I don't think Paul cared or had the foggiest about. You know, I think like again probably thought, oh, this dude's swearing, but he wouldn't have had a clue who Vince Russo was, um, and wouldn't have. You know, he'd have just thought, well, this guy like I probably saw he's a manager or something like that. And like, what 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 is this guy got to do with it? Because <clears throat> you got to remember as well that for me and Paul being casual wrestling fans from the early nineties, not only was it it's not just about current affairs, the business had changed drastically. We people didn't talk like about no. things like that back then. And in a way, there was a bit of us at the time that thought, oh, this is great because we're getting to see back. But it's only for the worse. It's only like it, to to the business's detriment and all of those oh, sorts yeah. of things, especially when it starts going over, you know, onto TV. It just it wasn't a side of the business that he would have been interested in or knew, um, you know. Did that feel like that was the majority in the crowd? Yeah, oh yeah, I think it's always got to be. Like, you can always have a vocal minority that will boo and cheer that stuff, and sometimes that's what... It's where indie shows live and die, you know, is, is that you only need a small enough vocal section to, when you watch it back on a tape or on a DVD or on a stream, go, well, people were shouting about that and they were they were angry about that. It doesn't mean the whole crowd was, you know, not by any means. And there's an element I always think of... Um, of Vince Russo, that there's there's something a bit like Jerry Springer about oh, him, totally. like you know he's just trash turned up to eleven, you know, like and um, and that therefore that promo has an element of whether you understand it or not, you 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 follow it, and especially like you know the, the leaning on the ropes thing, and so you know it's like it's so like melodrama, but it, yeah, being in there, the only thing I will say in its favour is that you had that little bit of, oh my God, am I witnessing some history here? You know, and that yeah. that was a big thing in wrestling at the time, was that notion of you were seeing something important yeah. happen. And indirectly, it was Hogan's last yeah, ever WCW show. And, and we had not got the... Like, I assumed coming out of there that night, um, obviously we didn't even understand definitely that it wasn't part... It was part of the show, wasn't I don't think we've got a podcast. We'd need another podcast to talk <laughs> about the actual um, yeah. meta nature of whether Hogan was in on it, wasn't in on it, etc. I know we've talked about it off off uh, air. But I think that um, there's definitely this element of you came out thinking, ah, you know, he'll be back in two two or three weeks or a yeah. month. Even it, to, to a degree with Hogan where he'll be back once he thinks that it, the interest in the fact he's been gone has cooled off. Yeah, which was the plan. Yeah, so, and, and obviously it just went wrong from there I guess like you know it's um, Nick carried the belt though <laughs> so we still have Goldberg and Nash for Hall's contract says Scott Hudson and Tony Schiavone goes Ugh, and sits back <laughs> <laughs> Schiavone <laughs> fucking awful 
contract match. We cut yeah. to the Goldberg heel video to build up uh, the match with Kevin Nash. Nash walks out and goes past Scott Steiner. Uh, <laughs> He's, look, he's looking out the window perving on somebody while looking at it. No, he's, he's, getting, he's, he's getting his freak on with someone, isn't he? He's just standing in the corner. He's either taking a piss in the hallway <laughs> in the corner, which it looks like me in a street on someone's shop window after, on the night out. Um, or he's just checking his dick. I'm not into his penis. It could be any other story, but it's definitely to do with his penis. With his back to the camera, <laughs> yeah. doing something with his penis. Playing with his prick. I don't think Nash telling him to get his head in the game and... I'm not sure that they've actually been friends on TV again since the end of the New Blood. Well, they announced him as one of his best friends. <laughs> yeah, former Wolfpack colleagues from last year, don't remember. Nash is out. There's a Scott Alcohol sign. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Goldberg comes out and he's got the contract in his tights. Look <laughs> at his dick. What a jobber. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but the contract, by the way, on the video shows him eating it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And then this is a brand new one. Oh, that was from Nitro, yeah. Um, he then drops the contract on the table. Uh, the announcer's table. Goldberg punches it. Uh, so Goldberg punches, starts punches in the corner. Nash, this is always enthralling. Corner elbows and knees. Yeah. They're like the staple of any Kevin Nash match. Hair flip. The hair flip gets the si- there. The size up with the hands. Halty, this is the most complete star versus star yep. production you've seen so far in this yep. show. What were your thoughts? You finally actually got to deliver something that you promised your mates. Yeah, yeah. Paul was pleased to see Diesel versus Goldberg. And uh, yeah, that, I mean, the, the match isn't particularly great, but yeah. it's um, at least they're both there and, and it like, happens. And, <laughs> you know, which by this point in the night is a godsend. It's not on the screen. It's like in front of me. So yeah, I'll take this. I don't, I don't have like bad memories as much not much I'm glad it wasn't the main main event no so. no. Kevin Nash there's a head and arm suplex from Goldberg a sidekick Goldberg fuck used the crowd quite audibly which is quite good uh, Nash it's a choke slam and Scott Steiner and Medeja come out and Scott Steiner is cheerleading for Kevin Nash can anybody guess what's going to happen because it's already happened on this show already Nash goes for a side slam but his leg buckles so it's kind of drops him like a sack of shit yeah that bit's rough <laughs> uh, Goldberg misses the spear uh, Nash goes for the jackknife and wouldn't you know it, Scott Steiner comes in and attacks him. Uh, Kevin Nash then reverses the Irish whip from Scott Steiner, gives him a big boot, and that's the end of that. But turns around into a spear, a move that could be charitably be called a jackhammer for a three count. Scott Steiner and Goldberg high five. Goldberg rips up the contract, puts him in the recliner as well, and then they're just high fiving at the end. This was a very short match. So they explain to us, yeah, they explain at this point that, uh, yep, that means Scott Hall's gone because his contract's ripped up, and I guess because he lost the match. And oh no, Kevin Nash has lost another one of his close buds as well. Mm. Oh, quite a bad day for Big Kev. This is rough for Kevin. Mm-hmm. Rough for Kevin. So that's the end of that. Goldberg and Scott Steiner are now a duo, and the lines that will last all of 24 hours. <laughs> Yeah, then they wrestle on the ne- like an upcoming. They're, 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 I'm pretty, yeah, they wrestle on the next pay per view. Oh, they, that's a, that's for another review. <laughs> that's for another review. The the Nash Steiner Goldberg triple threat. That's fucking brilliant. So after Goldberg Nash three on pay per view, we go to Gene versus with Booker T backstage. Standard promo building up how big this match is tonight. Yeah. Now he's got a shot at the world title well, opportunity. He's, well, he's kind of confused, but fuck it. Yeah, I don't really understand what's going on, but I got a chance. We go back to the announcers. Tony Schiavone just doesn't give a shit anymore. Uh, Michael Buffer's in the ring. He says, Again. "And you, ha- yeah, Michael Buffer's second appearance." And Halty, he was speaking to you, and he said, <laughs> "Tonight, we have been witness to one of the most amazing nights <laughs> incredible in, in the history of professional wrestling, sports, and entertainment." He's obviously a chronic. <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously a chronic fan as well. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he seats behind Michael Buffer's head in the uh, hard camera side. Did Buffer get double time for this? Probably. probably <laughs> I bet he did. Two main events, of course he did. Booker probably didn't. <laughs> but Booker and Jarrett come out. Mark Mann says, come on, guys. Show Hogan something and burn no, that no, house down. No, no, no. Show the world something, something, Liam. That's what Shivani says. And then Mann replies, right. Good call, Tony. <laughs> Tony identifies... Bunch of wank. This is great. I love this. Tony Schiavone identifies that that actually is the real world title belt because the top is bent. <laughs> and he recognises the fact that the top of the belt is bent yeah, and that's shit. shit. That's a shitty belt. That's ass. So whose was that then? Like, what, is there any backstory to why the two that? belts existed? Oh, fuck cares. <laughs> so contractually, contractually, Hogan, that match happened because contractually it had to. Mm-hmm. So contractually, he's the champion now. Yes, but I guess it's a different belt. That's the Hulk Hogan Memorial belt, which we yep. can only assume is a polystyrene version. Not dented. Like the real world title. Yeah, that, the, the polystyrene one bends back into shape. The, mm. the real one doesn't. Um, there you go. Who knows? So theoretically, by the end of this night, there will be two world champions. Uh, yeah, but I'm not sure how. That's the Jared idea. Won it. He didn't, I guess. Well, yeah. This anyway, one. yeah, well, that's minutiae. <laughs> Mark Madden, trying to compare what happened earlier on to the Montreal screw job, says technically Hulk Hogan should punch Ted Turner now. <laughs> obviously, because Brett Chin Vince. Right down. Obviously, right down, obviously, right. don't you all understand? Just... No, I don't get into it. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, no. You don't want to go down that fucking path no. of madness, mate. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a rabbit hole you're not coming back from. Yeah, there's a sidekick from Booker T. They go over the rail and brawl all around the building again. All the way around. Which took 30 seconds. It, it was again a, a hug and walk. It was. It oh, was not uh, much happening. A line on commentary at this point uh, about Jarrett. He lay down for Hulk Hogan, but this one's for real. Hey, <laughs> that explains everything. He told us that it was real life. What yeah. was going on? <laughs> this one's for real in the worked environment. Yeah. Whereas that one was real in the shoot environment, you see. So did it's they, multifaceted. So did they not give him a title match? Does that mean then Hogan can sue? I don't know. Oh, God. I don't know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> It but didn't take a long to brawl round, but they yeah. do eventually brawl round by my section. Yeah, but I can't find. I don't Did you get a pat it. on the back in there? Yeah, I got a pat on the back. I <laughs> think I'm pretty sure it was to Jarrett though, but I can't see myself on it. So maybe I made that factor. Yeah, for all these years. Well, there you go. In your own head, maybe. Put it put it this way, Alty. On the basis of what we've seen from this night, that wasn't the worst crime. <laughs> um. So. Jeff Jarrett hits a pile driver on the announce table on Booker T in the middle of the match in the middle of the match picks up a bottle of water and just kind of tosses it and the cameraman professionally on the live camera puts his hand in front of the lens to protect from the water so we get the fucking this guy's hand on pay-per-view fantastic Um, it's real Liam I thought it was a running oh yeah Jarrett's in control with the sleeper hole that pretty much knocks out the entire crowd Booker fires up Jarrett puts him back in a sleeper they do the, the, the Jarrett favourite of the double sleeper spot into a, uh, a knee breaker. Um, Shivani says that Jarrett's wrestling the match of his life. Mm. Goes for a figure four, gets caught with the cradle for a two count, goes back to the figure four. Booker T turns it, hits the axe kick, the spinner rooney and the spine buster, and gets a two with a very lazy kick out from Jeff there. Hand in the air. It's not, I don't know, the shoulder even comes up, does no, it? No, Jarrett, Jarrett does this all the time where he actually just puts his, his hand to the sky like he's Michael Jackson. And then that's all. Like, Miss sidekick, he crosses himself from the top rope, does yeah. Booker. Uh, there's a ref bump, because there's got to be. It's a main no, event. And not... it's weak. It's a weak. Oh, no. I'll do, we didn't do justice to this whole thing. No, this, this is my least favourite part of the match. I hated it and I hate it now. This ref bump, Jarrett strokes the ref, not like strokes him, <laughs> like gives him a stroke. And But he doesn't even go down. Like Jarrett just kind of like grabs him for a stroke and <laughs> so throws him over. It's a two-parter. The ref gets bumped first. 
Um, Jarrett hits, goes to hit Booker with a belt, misses. Booker T hits him with a belt for a two count. Uh, Jarrett low blows him, wedges a chair into the corner, yep. and then uh, Booker T sends Jeff headfirst into the chair. Another two count. Jeff Jarrett then gets up, kicks the ref in the balls for no reason, yep. and Drops th- that's when he gives him the strike. But he doesn't. Get, he just kind of puts his leg in front of him and just kind of trips him over. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> and he's dead. Jeff Jarrett then turns around and kicks Booker T in the balls again. Gets the guitar, goes to the top rope. Why this doesn't qualify as part of the relaxed rules, I don't know. Comes off the top. Well, yeah, you're allowed to kick the ref in the balls and give him a stroke and the match doesn't end. <laughs> God damn you if you put on a camel clutch. Yeah. <laughs> Jarrett comes off the top with a guitar, gets caught in the bookend. One, two, three. The fans raise the roof from the crowd. Second ref counts one, two, three. The second ref counts one, two, yeah. three. Out of nowhere, that ref appeared. He flew down. Well, this the I'm thinking, oh, wow, yeah. this is going to be a dusty finish. This, yeah. is, this, this is like at least. Nah, they the, sent us this is the most logical night. of fuck finishes we're going to get on the show. And it wasn't. It, no. was just, it was a ref bump for no reason. So one, it was logical. two, three. New champion, Booker T. Holty, the vibe in the building when Booker T was crowned champion, please. I will flat out tell you it was a hot... That crowd was hot for that. Like, and, and like, I think it's one of those things that, like, a lot of people, because they're casually turned up for a, a, a not knowing what to expect and what the show would really hold. Um, there was a bit of a lull when they didn't get a proper Hogan, any proper Hogan, but then people did feel like there was something... You know, they, they put the baby face over. Whether you buy it or not, um, Russo's promo did some towards making you feel like Jarrett and, and Booker were, you know, young guys, neither of them were like pretty sprightly sort of thing. But it was, yeah, it was. People people like Booker. He was over, he'd been languishing around for years, really, but certainly in the, it's with all the GI Bro stuff and stuff like that. So people did really pop for it. And there was high, f- I say there was high fiving in the crowd. You know, people were really happy and excited. Um, we're going home. I never, yeah, we're finally st- we were out in time to catch McDonald's before it closed. So it's <laughs> uh, follow the Van Hammer diet. So it's just it's a sh- it's funny because when this show happened and like you know that you hit Booker T is now the world champion. It does kind of jar. Like, oh, okay. What happen- yeah. Let's see what happens here. And then of course you see you see what this is. Well, this is it. Like what this was not was like. Eddie and Benoit in the ring together at Mania 20. You know, it wasn't that sort of like moment, but it was at least felt like it might be something. I think it was a lot easier for me to get wrapped up in it because I wasn't watching the show with the infinite number of resets and title changes and, and stuff. Booker so just I was swimming around. Yeah, him. I was just like, oh wow, you know, that's awesome. They took one of the younger guys and they put him over, and that bald headed bastard's gone home, and you know, there's a bent belt and someone's in a grave. And <laughs> you say that, you and say was that Sting? Yeah. <laughs> Did that, I see Sting? You say that about putting the young guy over, but this is the problem. It's like. He's presented as the guy for 14 years. So he's yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14 he's years. Old. By the way, 14 years, 1986. He wasn't in WCW in 1986. I don't care. The fact they said it is even yeah. more stupid. It's no. just, I'm sick of this. Oh, yeah, he's been working so hard all his life and yeah. never had a chance. No, that's just like. you say it. Yeah, yeah. it's like, that it's, it's shit now. He just devalues. You're not a star. Two weeks ago, this guy wasn't a star. You're telling people yeah. this guy's not a star and now we're just yeah. going to make him one. That's, I'm sorry, I get I get what you're doing. There's a time and place for everything, but it's yeah. just, done as a cliche. And, and oh, I say done as a cliche now. Yeah. Give, yeah given, given all the indie guys, yeah. you know, growing up. But you go back to how many other years and it's like, it's still shit then and it didn't work yeah. then. So. Because you haven't told the story in the There's building. no story, exactly, yeah. No. It's no there's, 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 nothing, there's nothing you've built up to actually pay off. No, Couldn't have just said he's fucking great well, you, you can't say that because you didn't give him a winning streak and he lost earlier in the show. That's the one of the weirdest... To the person oh, imitating DDP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine what the real DDP could have done to Booker T. <laughs> but then they don't even right. like... In the the show, when they then put Booker and... Um, 
and Jarrett on. They don't really even make out the fact that he hit him with a guitar earlier. It's more just like it just Jarrett and uh, Russo pushes it as these are just two guys who deserve to be in the main event rather than... Just heat there. Yeah, yeah. Rather than that, yeah, so you didn't need really. You'd have been better off putting Booker over in the in the middle of the show. Actually, making well, you mean so like, he actually like deserves yeah, it, mean, yeah. rather than just like, saying he deserves it. Because if I was positively canyon, I'd be back there going, well, hang on, why haven't I got a shot at the title? <laughs> yeah. So put my wig back on and I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this wasn't a topic that we sent out for a lot of feedback on. We, we mentioned on the Facebook page, obviously, your comments, what, uh, you know, your perspectives on different things. And there were a couple I actually did want to read, as, as it turned out. Neil Robinson wrote, I thought I'd torch myself and watch this today. I actually burst out laughing when the opening skit uh, with the cat and the young dragons. I don't know if you noticed, but when he makes the comeback, the cat kicks Kaz square with the balls. Uh, the charm of versus- you notice it? <laughs> <laughs> Chavo versus Who the Opener was actually a decent match, but Mark Madden was unbearable. And if he said juicer weight championship one more time, my TV was going out the window. Also, didn't the Misfits used to have a crazy, dirty old man slash Ric Flair with them? Yes, they did. Which was uh, wasn't it like supposed to be like huge erections, dad? Huge erection, Hugh <laughs> <laughs> Morris as huge it, it, erection. It, it, it was his dad that Major Guns had given mouth to mouth to on. I think it might have been Great American Bash. Big Vito claiming to be a proud Italian champion, the Italian flag the wrong way round on his yeah. jacket. That confused me too. Yeah. CJ Williams says, Oh, this is a big one. Last week when you announced this as your next episode, my heart began to race as my brain transported me to the day of this pay per view. This might be a long one too, so old man Jones might want to crack a beer, you don't need to tell him that, uh, as I try to recount the day that almost ruined my wrestling fandom forever in a podcast friendly length. Uh, he mentions uh, falling in love in, uh, with wrestling in 1993 when he first saw Razor on TV, Razor Ramon. Um, and as the months passed, he became the only fan left of his friends. Um, that being said, there were only two pay-per-views I was able to talk my family into buying. The first was Starcade 98. It was my mum's birthday and she was a Goldberg <laughs> fan. If you recall the finish of that one, you can see why everyone in the house was giving me the NWO 4 Life Scott Hallmark, the death stare. It took me over a year to talk my family into getting another pay-per-view, and it was Bash at the Beach 2000. I don't know why I wanted to see it. I don't know why they acquiesced to my request, but it only took Ralphus in the second match for my grandfather to turn to my mother and say, We spent $50 on this shit! My skin began to crawl. <laughs> Vince Russo agrees with I wanted to jump off a bridge and was never more embarrassed to be a fan. There it was, a 12-year-old Mark hoping for wrestling greatness, and I got major guns and two Double J Slapnuts-era matches with Russo dirt sheet shoot bullshit stabbed into my eyes. It was as if I were Arn Anderson. My television was Sid, and Russo was the scissors. I never watched WCW again until the simulcast. It was sad, it was brutal, and it scarred me forever. If Starcade 98 was a slap in the face, Bash 2000 was fucking Mabel landing on my back full force. <laughs> Please forgive me my rant, but I think it helped mend some old wounds that have never quite healed. Fuck you, Vince Russo. So, uh, interesting comments there. Like I said, this wasn't one that I wanted to throw out to work for a lot of big feedback, because I think a lot of the, the, the feelings are going to be quite common. It kind of summed up quite yeah. nicely there. But again, thoughts around the table in closing here about just this show at that period of time we were talking about this a second ago Kieran Matt all the resources WCW actually has the money that they pissed through and burned away the roster that they have and granted there's you know there's, there's flaws in this roster don't get me wrong but the potential for what you could do is so much bigger than anybody than any anything that anybody other than WWE can do today and look at this show but we should have talked before about one we as individuals feel that, the, that there was no going back for WCW. I think by the time you get to Bash at the Beach 2000, 
I think you're well beyond that point. Oh yeah, you're, you're you're absolutely fucked already. You're basically you're you're running down the clock effectively. But you can try. But yeah, th- there is no excuse for what they produced on that night, which is a common theme with Russo book television. You know, there there are far greater tools at your disposal than uh, Inside you are making shoot use bullshit. of. The shoot bullshit. Scott Hudson holding up the format as if it's the f- fucking Ten Commandments and. Oh, it's just you. You can't get angry after after a while. You're just sort of left feeling numb about it all. You see the comedy in it after a while, and that's why that's why I love doing these shows because you do see the comedy. This is it's Rome burning before your very yeah, eyes. Ha- and in most cases, it has to be seen to be believed. <laughs> if, if if we hadn't seen this show before, and one of us just walked in and gave a recap of that to the other three, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it in a month of Sundays. Also, I have to ask, as you were leaving the building high-fiving because McDonald's wasn't closed yet, was the consensus that you got your $30 worth? Yeah, no doubt about it. Like, you know, I can sit here now and say that the show is a shower of shit watching it back. But in the arena, I got to see a live wrestling show. It was a pay-per-view in America. You know, yeah. I know I wouldn't, you know, it was the only one... I- I ever did on American soil. Um, I was with my best mate. We had the time of our lives. We saw Hulk Hogan. We saw Bill Goldberg. We saw Kevin Nash. We saw Chronic. No, and that's you know that's the irony is like when I I was actually at Paul's, my best friend's house for dinner and drinks last night, and I said to him, oh, he said, "What are you doing tomorrow?" I said, "I'm going to record a podcast." He said, "What about?" I said, "I'm going to talk about the show we went to." And he, his big smile lit up, and he's like, "Oh man, you know, send me the links." He's he's completely lapsed now. Well, this yeah. wasn't enough to fucking kickstart him getting interested again, <laughs> was it? Um, so he he said, "Oh, you know." That was really, so I look back on it really fondly. Yeah, you know, it's it's been there for a bit of history, and um, yeah, you know. It, but it, oh god, it's a horrendous show. And to those six thousand fans out there listening right now, you sound like a fucking Auschwitz survivor. <laughs> Saying, so, you know what, we had a bit of camaraderie. Though, we? <laughs> we all banded together. You know what, it wasn't all bad. We survived the the graveyard match. Yeah. <laughs> Any closing thoughts on this show? Out of ten, how would you rate it? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> For what? <laughs> okay. Materials of a podcast, 10. As a wrestling experience, one. Zero. Can I yeah. zero? It's terrible. It's, also, fucking, it's, it's, it's minus got, 67 million, I guess, would uh, be the appropriate answer. Vince Russo just it has no comprehension of basic wrestling logic, uh, psychology, and booking. He's a fucking clown. Alty? <laughs> For the experience being there, it's better seven. For the rewatching of the show, it's a two at best, which is giving that further chronic win. And <laughs> Carl, uh, my brain's been turned to that much mush at this stage. I'm not capable of uh, <coughs> mental arithmetic of any kind. <laughs> All right. So on that note, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for. Uh, surviving this show around the table and if you watch it at home or want to go and watch it now just to see what all the fuss was about <laughs> by all means go ahead and enjoy uh, but thank you very much anyway for Carl Jones later everybody for Kieran O'Rourke thank you Vinnie Marie for years years and for Matt Holt thank you very much it's good to be back and I'll see you when you review either Insurrection 2000 or 1PW will not die <laughs> I am Liam O'Rourke and we are out here talk to you again soon 